Great All right, show. thanks. You ready to dance? All right. If you can't tell, we're both like, eh, yeah, <laughs> not feeling so great. We're going to sound delightful today, uh, but we're here for yet another episode of Fire the Cannon. We appreciate y'all being with us. And yeah. as always, I'm Megan. I'm Rocky. And we are Fire the Cannon, part Ooh. of the Texas Sports Unfiltered Network. Yes. Welcome back, Megan. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I love that we both sound terrible we sound terrible for our talking but jobs. that's okay i mean we're together all the time so if we're gonna get sick it's like the same right the same we germs. do everything together yeah it'll be the same germs and that happens that's okay also like just all the crap in the air changing the weather like it all just ugh. yeah the but ick it, is going around that is for ick. sure but you know what else is going around Big 12 awards, big 12 for, awards, and we'll get into them. We all will. the all the Texas players that got first team, they got player of the year in the big 12. That's really exciting. Um, so those just came out, so we'll talk about those. Um, but first, let's what, what, what we're going to talk about today we're going to wrap up the tech game, all the atmosphere, the player media that was out. Um, we're going to look ahead to the big 12 championship game and all the it. things that means. It, into the world of college football playoffs to what it means to texas the brand texas yeah. the program sark the players the seniors going out what it means to everybody right right um and then of course we have our college football picks we're going to pick the power five championship games today and then uh we'll wrap it up with some women in sports and just a good conversation all the way through i love it i love it so much to talk about i know it we've got so much to catch up as always hey we appreciate y'all joining us cv our man. Thank you. Thank you always. We we will feel better. It, the funny thing We're is, fine. Yeah. like physically, I was knocked on my butt on Sunday and Monday. Like I, we've I was been bad. going and going and going. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but I feel human again. I just don't sound human. I've got this nice little like Rudolph nose. Yeah. Look, I'm being seasonal. That's what it is. I'm very I'm seasonal. The spirit. And I grew up in Austin. You wouldn't think that <laughs> it would just make me cry to be in Austin. <laughs> right. Yeah. I grew up here, but that's yeah. okay. I love it. I love it. Well, um, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. We've got so, so, so much to talk about. Um, yeah. first of all, let's, Let's talk about Thanksgiving. We had a pretty lively conversation about great food, trash food for Thanksgiving. Yes. What everybody's favorite was. We had some. <laughs> we listen. Some good food. We had an amazing. So we had a friendsgiving over here. Rocky was gracious enough to host and yeah. had amazing turnout. Lots of lots of fun. Mm -hmm. um, there wasn't a bad dish. I got to say, there wasn't a bad dish out there. No, everybody. You know? Everybody made good. Good food. I um, made roughly forty-seven pounds of potatoes. Apparently, I was confused. I thought friendsgiving meant. Oh, I'm going to feed the football team and Texas Tech's team and all of our friends and my family. Somehow, I don't know. I so, miscalculated there. Megan, Megan made mashed potatoes and they were delicious. Thank you. The first 40 pounds of them were amazing. <laughs> it's you it's came, the last 40 you that came that's... with this like that. I did. The, that the, is only, the only way term. that can explain the amount of potatoes you brought. <laughs> I don't know. Even even if we only ate potatoes for the entire week. We, we, we would have, have we would have had over. too many potatoes. Yeah. I don't know what made you think fourteen potatoes Listen, per person. <laughs> I am not what I would call a chef per se. I There's know, some things that I do well. I grill grilling. I'm great. No, they were delicious. Cooking, I don't know. I'm, they were just scaled to feed listen, a massive amount of people. <laughs> go big or go home. Do I ever do anything small? Like I, I, I feel like that's fair. 
So, oh, Dougie B's with us. I love it. And you were at Kalahari. That's, Ooh, that's I didn't know Kalahari cool. did that. That's kind of nice to not, not have, have to, to cook, cook. <laughs> and then send your kids to go play. That's pretty fun. I hope they're... Do they have like big screens to watch the games and stuff? Because that's what yeah. it's all about is yeah. getting around the TV and watching the games. Have you been there before? Kalahari? Yeah. No. I haven't either. I've, I've heard awesome things. There. Okay. I've heard, really cool. I, I've heard it's really nice and lots to do and the kids love it and the parents love it. But I had a horrible experience at Great Wolf Lodge when oh. they first opened. So I'm kind of... A little soured on that I'm whole I'm soured concept. on that. Yeah. Um, no, I can appreciate that. But anyway, that. That, that was a long time ago when the kids were younger. We took them to Great Wolf Lodge. But everybody raves about Kalahari. Yeah. And it's just right here. You don't have to drive 90 million. Well, see, they already got a knock on them because Dougie B's saying they only had the parade on and no football. Well, that, like... the parade's in the morning, though. The football was all afternoon. Right. Did they replay the parade all day or what? I don't know, man. But like no football the, like would be the, a deal breaker for yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Even if, I mean, if you send your kids <laughs> to go split, swim, and splash... I mean, somebody's got to watch them. Take turns watching. That's what life goes. Take for, turns right? watching them. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we had a great Thanksgiving, and um, I made the crab mac and cheese. So I ate off of it for like ten days. Yeah. Yes, they replayed it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe they didn't want any parents uh, like getting mad at the game while they're supposed <laughs> to be watching their kids. Listen, I Thanksgiving is one of those like holidays that sports are will forever be intertwined. Like it mm -hmm. is a football holiday. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Right? And I will see. I, I, can you think of others that are like known as New Year's Day? You think so? New Year's Day. I think people. I I feel like everyone, whether you're a sports fan or not, associates Thanksgiving with football. What about nowadays Christmas Day and NBA? Basketball. Yeah, and then July Fourth and baseball. Like, isn't there usually like July Fourth baseball I, things? I feel like. Yes, July 4th. And all of March. But yeah, right. <laughs> but I feel like the holiday specific, like even for folks that don't watch sports, I don't know who these people are, but people that don't watch sports, I still think they associate Thanksgiving with football. Yes. I don't know that oh, non-sports fans yet associate Memorial Christmas. Day for baseball. Thank yeah. you. I don't know that like non-sports fans would associate Christmas with basketball yet. Maybe. I mean, it's getting there. It's, it's been a while. It's yeah. been a while. Like in Christmas, NBA on Christmas, I think has been happening for a while well, TNT now. is going to shove it down everybody's throat. That's yeah. for sure. I, I, I think of NBA <laughs> and Christmas, but maybe right. that's just me. Yeah. Um, so tell us, you, so since you've been home yeah. more this week, since you've been, been feeling well, um, you got to hang out with your cat. I did. <laughs> You're crazy. Well, you have the big dogs and now another cat. It's fun. I know. I have four animals in a camper. Like, what is wrong with me? I don't know. To be fair, to be fair, okay. Well, you rescued it. It was homeless it rescued and me. it came yes. to you. She picked me. It's not my fault. I didn't actively go. Like there were some questionable decisions. I had eyeballed some puppies. Remember that little, mm. that cute little. You're French. always up to save an animal. Listen, I am. I like animals more than people, generally speaking. Mm. And uh, anyway, it, this cat, she saw me. She made her mark. She knew I was the sucker. She picked mm -hmm. me. So I didn't really have a choice in the matter. But now, like. I had a Maine Coon cat before and he's, he's a dick, like just baseline. He's just a jerk, right? More than just regular cat jerk. He's, he like goes out of his way to be a jerk. Oh. Um, but Kevin, my, the little black kitten has now, I will say warmed his cold beating little heart and he's actually become a pleasant cat to be around. Right. So chops is now pleasant and Kevin's insane. So now their new routine is between the hours of 11.30 at night and 1.30 in the morning, they chase each other the length of the camper. Solid. <laughs> Two hours. That's what they do. I don't... They're sleep. night... They're probably because maybe that's the time they would, like, 
a million years ago out be hunting and sure they would be doing hunting things you know like or even a hundred years ago when cats were more wild they would be doing hunting things yeah and so it's it's their time it's their time to shine no doubt and i'm a night owl too so it's not like it's interrupting my sleep but it is pretty hilarious to watch and kevin has decided that she likes fetching things now so she it's pretty cool she she finds random things the other day she was actually fetching a tennis ball like a dog straight up and she's a little cat like she's not going to be big but she's carrying like a dead mouse it looks like a dead mouse it's a tennis ball in her mouth prancing around with it the happiest Aww. she could be i'd throw it she'd get it bring it back it was good awesome. job Kenny. she's she's nuts but good i job. love her so speaking of nuts i think we've got a some pretty cool awards to talk about maybe yes big 12 awards just announced and yeah we do did and i i cut you off what awards well did I get an award for something? I don't think so. You should. No, Nadia. Nadia's uh, got some tournaments, right? This weekend? Oh yeah, she's got she has her first real because because everybody knows she got she got a concussion. Um I can't do cats either, CB. Um <laughs> I don't allow cats in my house. Um so she because she got a concussion playing rugby in September, she was delayed in all her stuff and getting ready for varsity wrestling but this saturday is her first and this is really bad so i've never missed anything she's ever done ever i've been to all her rugby all her cheer all her soccer all all the over the years all her art competition like whatever she's doing i've been there this saturday i told her baby girl good luck getting to the bus that's luck Getting to the bus fun with, at 5 15 in the morning. Team. Five, yes, 5 15. You gotta leave the house because the bus is going. And so she's gonna get to the bus. Yeah. Well, and we're gonna be in Dallas. Well, we're tailgating. She understands that. Yeah, she understands that um I will not miss the next 95 things. I haven't missed the last thousand things. Right. But it's it's a big Texas deal. Texas is playing for a championship game. Yeah. So she understands. I appreciate so we will be we will be going to so we're gonna miss her first Listen. wrestling, real varsity wrestling matches um, because it's championship. I feel game. like this is fair. And and again, your kid understands. You she ra- understands. You raised her right. She yeah. Knows. I'm not going to just because I want to go to brunch with friends. Like this is a big deal. Right. And we've all waited so long <laughs> for this. Absolutely. No, it's good. So she's, she's killing it. She's doing well. She's excited to wrestle. She's excited. And that's Saturday. So. Um, and, and honestly, like. You know that I I want to be there too. Like I want to be the oh, embarrassing well, we will, auntie. We will go to lots of things eventually. Can we make shirts with her face like just oh, on she him, would giant? love that if we just embarrassed her. Yeah, just like fat heads. And we need and... to make sure there's like lots of cute boys around Clearly. to embarrass her really badly. Clearly, she would love that. I feel like we're all about it. We need to plot this out. She we would need love some that. time. Right. Um, okay, but but anyway big 12 awards <laughs> sorry that's okay but yeah that we have a championship game this weekend we absolutely do uh big 12 awards defensive player of the year no surprise but it should have been Jalen ford right last year and he last didn't get it so that yep. was a surprise so this year well deserved to vondre sweat who is a finalist for even and he's even on heisman list that's how outstanding he's playing mm-hmm. defensive player of the year thoughts i listen i don't know that i have any context to add to this other than duh right like it should be t-sweat like mm-hmm. t-bone he's he's he is having a phenomenal year we know he's not going to make it to new york right like it's always going to oh, be no, a quarterback no, no. but but he's in the conversation your name, absolutely to have your name being in the list of thousands of players right absolutely to be in the top 
elite of whatever you're doing is huge. Right, right. Agreed. It, to, to be a D lineman and be in that conversation of top 10 is, is bananas in mm -hmm. a historically, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, they say it's a, the, they look at all the positions it has not it's been anything other than it's the, the best quarterback. It is now. Who is the best quarterback? It is now. And it's been, and it's not even the Heisman, side note, the Heisman, oh, outstanding representative of the blah, 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 player, sportsman. I'm sorry. You, that you've had some less than sportsman-like people winning these awards. And Johnny Manziel. <laughs> anyway, so they need to, start, let's just say the most fun to watch. Let's, let's just narrow it down there we to go. who's been the most fun to watch. That's fair. Because that's the Heisman. That's what it is. Anyway, now. so back to Big 12 Player it. of the yep, Year. Yep. So um, Adonai Mitchell, who is the uh, finished as the only receiver, and thanks to Hook'em Headlines, the only receiver, wide receiver with 500 receiving yards, at least 500 yards, and no drops. That's in insane. Big 12 play. Those numbers are nuts. No drops. I mean, and some of the catches he's made, which we know he saved the game in TCU with that catch on his back. Mm -hmm. He had, balled out in Alabama. Right. He balled out. Like, just consistently good every week. Big 12 Newcomer of the Year. Welcome to welcome to Texas. Love it. Hey, that's where Sark really did well with that transfer portal, right? Mm -hmm. um, again, there's been a lot of talk about, oh, the transfer portal and how it'll affect Texas. We're going to lose some people. Yes, we'll lose some people. But Sark has proven time and again, he knows how to use the portal to our advantage. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, again, A.D. Mitchell, perfect example of that. Got yeah. Offensive Newcomer of the Year. Um, just some incredible stats. Happy to have him on the team. And he was a game-changing player yes and he's the player texas really needed right. last year when we had when they brought in nay or unfortunate injury mm -hmm. but when you have everyone king on worthy it opens up adonai so you have to pick your poison mm -hmm. with those receivers and then you have jordan over the middle or, or sanders over the middle like all these other options having mitchell on the team not only is he an outstanding player and who is playing who deserves he, i mean he's climbing up draft boards right. like he is playing for a contract this year he's playing for his family this year oh we just wish him the best i'm so glad he came to texas and we would not be the same team this year without Ad and i agreed wholeheartedly yeah so love him um defensive freshman of the year anthony hill I love it i'm so glad we stole him at the last minute same <laughs> same and, and again you know we're we're seeing and also of course we we can't forget Byron Murphy. Yes, we're getting there. Picking Next up one. that, yeah, D-lineman of the year. I think that's pretty cool that D-lineman and uh, defensive player to go to Sweat and Murphy, because mm -hmm. one or the other, they asked them this year, this week in the media, who, what, which, what should they get? And they're like, one or the other. One of them needs to get one, one of them right. needs to get, and it, it worked out that way, which yeah. we are the two best in the country. That absolutely. is the best duo in the country. Absolutely. Uh, and it, of course, this really speaks to to what PK's done and what he's built mm -hmm. and developing players. Again, I'm so happy that we can finally put to rest that narrative that Texas doesn't develop players. Uh, again, just look. Sweat was a three-star. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, this is great news. Again, they just released this. The guy's got to be feeling pretty good. And the, the oh, that's nice. Now on to business. Yeah, right? and I have one for you that you'll like. <laughs> oh, we all know okay. Worthy was going to be first-team All-Big 12 um, wide receiver. Mm -hmm. But did you know he is first-team all Big 12 kick, punt, return. Special teams. Look at him go. <laughs> hey, I'm he's, proud of him. He's wow. He's come a long way. And the two players that we questioned early, oh, what, what's do they do? They, maybe do they want to try someone different? Maybe <laughs> Auburn and Worthy. I mean, yeah, Bert yeah. Auburn. All they did was prove everyone wrong, Absolutely. be consistently good, and get better every week. Absolutely. I, again, just watching the development um, in in those particular areas for both players has been phenomenal. I've, I've 
got a lot of stuff to talk about good old St. Kickalus. Oh, yeah. Uh, St. You know, Kickalus. Yeah. Because he wore Richard's suit. They have the same suit. Amazing. <laughs> Listen, he will never not be St. Kickalus to me. That like, was that's, pretty cute. That's what I'm sticking with. But That was that was pretty clever. You and your puns. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Richard would be proud. All right. So also uh, Murphy, Sweat, Ford, first team, Sanders at tight end. And mm -hmm. then second team, Brooks, because of the injury, I'm right. still glad he got acknowledged. Right. Um, Mitchell and Jade Barron. So that's awesome. Adi, uh, Adonai Mitchell. So yeah. that's that's pretty great. Absolutely. Again, it wasn't too long ago that these particular awards and positions for the Big 12 at the end of the season weren't, you know, weren't threadbare heavily, with the Texas players. favoring Texas. Right. right. So, um, and, and this is an interesting thought. And let's start got robbed um, for Coach Big 12 of the year, yeah. Coach of the Year. Gundy getting it. Uh, and And – this Your is thoughts. I feel like you've got some thoughts. I do. This. I I don't feel Sark got robbed only because yes, he went further than any other coach so far. If Gundy wins Saturday, that's a different story, right? Um, Sark did a lot with a lot. I think Gundy did a lot with not as much. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have the roster that Texas had. He had to make adjustments. He was, you know, fixing and fixing, and then ended up winning seven of the last eight, right? Or whatever it is. I, I just, I think that Gundy had to do more with, I, I hate to use the word less because they're still D1 athletes. I just, he didn't have the roster that Texas had and he, and he got to the championship game. Okay. But I, also he had moments where he looked like crap. I can appreciate that narrative. I can't. I, I, I'm just saying, I respect I, it. I get it. Sark should have been defense, uh, coach of the year. I get it. But Absolutely. my argument is Gundy's been the coach there for how long? Mm -hmm. If he doesn't have the players to work with, whose fault is that? Right? Like he's been the coach. Oh, it's his fault. It's you, you it's know his program. Right. Absolutely. And and look, Sark is coming in. We we all know the narrative here, you know, five and seven the first year, you know, then we go eight and four. And now we're eleven and one and contending for a big 12 championship. As much, you know, we're talking about the freaking <laughs> college football playoffs as a possibility. Right, it's gone to the award and then punk of it. Right, I love it. <laughs> that's that's the that's the award you want to finish with as far as best coach. Right. It, so again, I I understand the narrative. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying that could Gundy's be an argument. An, Gundy's done an okay job, but you know, like Chip and Zay were talking about a little bit earlier, the best coach goes into Bama and wins. The best coach consists, you know, finishes right. the conference with the best record. Right. And and yeah. the development has been the coach. And he got it, to play the easier side of the conference. Exactly. And and then on top of that, too, you know, you look at Gundy and you're right. There were games that they just looked like trash. South Alabama. It just wasn't good. Texas didn't play their best every single game. But I, I can never say that there was a game that we watched. Number one, we're sitting at 11 and one. And even in our worst games, we found a way to win, save for one, right? right. I, I don't know. I Again, I understand the narrative. I, I, I just don't I think Sark it. should have won it, but I see why they gave it to Gundy, but I wouldn't have voted for Gundy is yeah. what I'm saying. No, I get it. Yeah. I, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll talk about his comments a little bit later. We will, when we look ahead to the Oak State game, yes, for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely getting a little sassy pants, as he always is. <sighs> I feel like Gundy is... I mean, as far as, you know, sound bites, he's like a Mike Leach, but kind of a, a OAN version of, of Mike Leach, right? Leach was at least like he had personality. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's kind of your yeah. bargain bin Mike Leach. Well, Sark's that kind of OAN him on Saturday. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, definitely a lot to look forward to. Again, 
an incredible coaching job, in my opinion, for the fans. You know, we're sitting here having these heated debates about does Oregon belong in front of Texas and Bama and what's going on? We wouldn't have even been in a position mm -hmm. to have these kind of conversations less than five years ago, right? Like yeah. it, this is a huge turnaround, huge coaching job. So I, I would agree. I think Sark got snubbed. I, I'm going to say that. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll own that. I, 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 I wouldn't have voted for Gunny or Sark. <laughs> I'll just say that. I don't, I don't know. All right. So, um, where, so let's talk about Friday night, the atmosphere sure. and wrap, uh, wrap up tech. Little, little Texas tech talk. Yeah. We'll wrap right. up tech and like a, in a burrito, like with the tortilla <laughs> and let's throw it at them. Um, so we had we had a fun tailgate because it was a night game mm -hmm. and the weather was supposed to be cold, but it didn't ever really get cold, cold. It was just chilly, mm -hmm. which was nice. We had a great tailgate. And then what did you think? Because national media has been talking about it, that atmosphere and that. I mean, everything about the atmosphere. What do you think? To me, it made my burnt orange heart happy. That atmosphere on that night, that is what DKR uh -huh. should be. Yeah. It's, I feel like the fans, the atmosphere, all this stuff we've been building to that, that is the standard that we as fans should hold ourselves to that. We want recruits to see mm -hmm. that we want to show the team, right? Like the team commented on it. Sark commented on it again during the broadcast, they were saying, Holy crap, this stadium is rocking and it never stopped. Yeah. That was the awesome thing. It's it, there was it kept never even getting a wilder. <laughs> right. And again, credit to Chris Del Conte for having that vision when he came in and slowly been putting in the places to be able to create an atmosphere mm -hmm. like like we were at. Credit to Sark, obviously. It's a lot easier for fans to get excited about 11 and 1 team uh -huh. competing, you know, for a potential to play in a championship than it is, you know, a 5 and 7 team. Sure. I get that. But credit to the fans too. The students, the students showed up. They, the last few Thanksgiving games have been, they've been you know, out of town. They went home to their families, right. which is good. But this year they told their families, I'll see you on Saturday. Absolutely. Or their families came back to town for the game with them right. because it was packed. It was the rocking. students were on their feet. They were loud, stayed through the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was some, I don't know how well this conveyed on TV or in the social media videos and posts after, but one of the coolest things I thought, and we we tried to get this going during Wyoming and it didn't quite work. It hadn't quite clicked yet. Mm -hmm. But doing the Texas fight chant at night with the where the fans turned on their phones, their mm -hmm. lights, and Texas, they'd lift it up, fight. And There's so, some great videos out. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if it truly conveys just how many goosebumps that would give you in person, but that was a rocket mm -hmm. thing. Like to me, that felt just as cool. And I know you don't love the song, but a few years back when it organically happened, when Texas fans turned on their lights for the, the um, sweet Caroline song, right? I know you don't like the song, but the atmosphere was awesome. The players were recording that. Yeah. Like it was a cool vibe. Or and don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. That's yeah. Oh, that's I love that song. I can't yeah. remember which no, one they it was, did it but for don't stop believing. One of those, yeah. it happened organically a few years back. And, and to me, this, the Texas fight with the lights going, that felt like that kind of just energy, that vibe mm -hmm. where the fans were feeling it, the, you know, and it, it just translated it in, oh man, that was awesome. The recruits loved it. Mm -hmm. A lot of them said it was, you know, one of the best atmospheres, uh, the people on the media were talking about it. Even, um, like, um, Lowell Galindo was saying, you know, when they come into the Longhorn Network to do their, their studio stuff, normally they just walk on in, but it, he said it was like 10 people deep trying to get to through the doors at the, at, no, at the, um, 
uh, Bevo Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Like it was just so packed everywhere before the game that everyone wanted to be part of the atmosphere all day long um, for many reasons. One, because Texas was about to clinch a spot in the Big 12 championship um, because, you know, it was a night game again, holiday weekend. And also because people wanted to kick tech, you know, on our way out of the big, that was our last big 12 game. Absolutely. And goodbye tech. It was the perfect atmosphere. And, and listen, I think we're going to get that same energy, like going into the sec as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, you can't tell me that when Georgia comes to town or Florida, comes oh, to it's town, gonna, it, it's we're not going to be hyped like building. that. Right. We have the foundation now Absolutely. to keep building it. Even the day games have been exciting, but as much work as they've put into a night atmosphere with the lights around mm -hmm. the drone show that this time was linked to the Django uh Walker Django Walker right mm -hmm. um uh Texas um, Texas Longhorn Texas yep. Longhorn song they had it you can't see I can't see, where I you can't see it the, the North I, I End people out. can't see it and they didn't even put it on the yeah. screen because they were showing the singer I didn't even realize that they had done probably a solid like 90 percent of the show that they did because at least on the Wyoming game they would they, they had it, they on, had it the on the jumbotron right but they didn't really do that for this game so and the whole i was like oh this is going great wow yeah and you and guys like what's happening and the north end zone can't see any poor of us. it uh, poor, poor you poor us. but it was amazing they had a, a heisman turning 3d heisman statue yeah, turning. Cool. they have texas longhorns in the sky the hook them it they had the it was Bevo. synced up to the song which is it awesome. was crazy is amazing awesome. um so i'm glad that they get to do that stuff at night. Sorry. For sure. Yeah. You know, but it, the fireworks, the lights <laughs> and um, that, yeah, that was great when they put your mark on the jumbotron. I, I, I want to talk about this. Let's for a talk about it. We all know I've said this often. I, I'm not shy about it. Petty is my favorite color. You look good in Petty. And I cannot tell you, listen, I know that CDC is the consummate professional. I know that he's at least got a, publicly pleasant relationship with your mark right behind the scenes who freaking knows but to put that up and while he was there oh he was there looking like a car salesman putting, for the 1920s putting that up and and then again showing a live shot of him just doing his best i mean the man is in misery right he hates life not and just they didn't just lose they got oh yeah grilled and again i i I Petty's my favorite color, and I thought that was such a beautiful. I I never would have thought that the University of Texas would do something like that. I loved it. I it, loved it too. It was it was cold blooded. It is cold blooded. And <laughs> I here's loved the thing. it. I'm I'm very much the person. I'm probably in. All they did was play the video. I know, I'm, and then say see you in Arlington. I'm very much. I'm probably in the minority here. I still like sportsmanship exists, right? Mm -hmm. Like there are some things that I don't think are necessary. Some things go too far, but that to me, for this particular circumstance, leaving the big 12, your mark, having made the comments, it being a thing. I, I just, that was just poetry to me having him was, on there. It was perfect because it was a perfect amount of shade. And, you know, we heard that the team had those comments mm -hmm. and um, everything runs through love. Oh my God. Right. All those Actually, comments. Fun fact, I got blocked by Julie McGuire for oh. posting a cartoon, <laughs> literally like a, a G rated cartoon that was just, you know, Bevo driving a, a sports car, a muscle car down the road with a sign that said, thanks for running through Lubbock and a crying cactus. I got blocked for that. Like how soft, soft. do you have to be as a coach? That's, yeah. Maybe don't make comments that you can't back up coach. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> you know, and so there, there were some tech fans on Twitter that were saying, you know, 
um, we're never going to live down those no, comments. You're not. And like, no, you, you're not. Just like, just like when Herman, Tom Herman did that, the back, secure the back mm -hmm. thing at the time. I didn't mind it because it was grown ass men do it coming into Texas like this, like, oh, I'm gonna secure the bag, whatever, right. whatever. Okay, he's having fun with his players laughing back at them. You know, like, uh -huh. should have been the kids doing it? Probably, but Herman got in with it, whatever. It was a bowl win. Right. Um, so I I can see like oh that, but you're never gonna live that down when you know goofy Herman's going. Yeah, like I this. know. But like, I I like that time. He's just you know having fun. I could defend it at the time, but yeah, it, but it, you're never gonna live it down. Right. You you got to be able to back that kind of stuff up. And at least he's doing that in a win, in a butt kicking win right. over an SEC team, Missouri at the time, and not before the season even starts. And right. <laughs> you get your butt dropped right. by a fifty burger. Right. Like fifty burger. <laughs> All right, Jose, I'm going to put this up and I will argue with you. I do think it's poetry because the, the whole point of that, yes, the point is to go out and win the Big 12, no question. But this was the last opportunity Texas has to post that video. And that video was specifically about Texas Tech at Texas. So mm -hmm. when the game's won and it's done and it was a Fitty Burger win, you post it then because the time passes and you don't have the opportunity anywhere else. So it's relevant, right? Like it's contextual. It was about, I'll see you on Thanksgiving right. in Austin right. and it, you need to handle it wasn't. It wasn't knocking the Texas, you know, specifically exactly. about saying we wouldn't make it to the Big 12 championship. Um, it was specifically about... Yeah. that game so that's that's where i'll make the argument there and and argue with so that got a huge um crowd noise mm -hmm. but what got the biggest noise of the last 20 years all of it arch it was when big. when arch went out there i mean now i was surprised I, well we ended up finding out later that because, because tyrone was... swoops had gotten bumped in what the... year is this did you just say Tyrone Swoops? Uh, did I say Tyrone Swoops? You literally <laughs> just said Tyrone Swoops. It's because I was talking Girl, about him earlier. Like 10, 20 years ago. What are you it's because I was talking about Tyrone Swoops just like a, an hour ago with somebody. Sorry. No, Malik Murphy. Goodness. <laughs> That's terrible. They're totally different players. No kidding. Totally different players. <laughs> I said Tyrone. You straight up said Tyrone. And Spooks you know why? Because we said Tom Herman and I'm just, anyway. You're in that mode. I get anyway, it. no, Malik Murphy. Yeah, he did. He got hurt. He got on hurt a... on the sideline. Yeah, that's how I do with Kansas, Kansas State. That I don't know. Um, yeah, he got bumped in the Keelan Robinson uh, kick return. Mm -hmm. And so that's why uh, Manning went in. Mm -hmm. But how exciting was that when Manning? Went yeah, in? it was. it was definitely cool. And listen, kid was slinging it. It was almost like, okay, bud, take take a little off. Oh, he took a little a off. Bullet. Our guys it just was more ready. over the middle, and it was right between the two defenders <laughs> and right between his hands. Like, right, they're gonna have to a practice heat. that. Get a little touch. Catching that. Get a little bullet. touch on that. Right. That but bullet. Listen, the what that did confirm, Texas is in a great position. The future looks bright. You know, mm -hmm. we are happy campers at the end of a, a season. Uh, our quarterback room is is looking great. Mm -hmm. we're, we're RBU. We are RBU. no arguments there. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I want to talk about is is how balanced this tech game was. Um, listen, I know that folks have criticized Stark for his play calling, and again, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say every single thing that he's called has been perfect, but this was a balanced game. They we spread the ball out well. Um, I wanted to point out a couple things. I don't know if folks notice this i gotta find <laughs> it in my notes here um but look we had five different running backs that touched the ball yes five that's nuts 
We had nine different receivers with catches in this game. It was just a really, really balanced game where the ball, yeah, like spread the rock around. Everybody gets a taste, right? Mm-hmm. Now, again, some of that, a little bit of that is a factor of when you're up and you got your third stringers in and you're up by 50, you know, yes, of course, you're going to see more guys getting touches on senior night, whatever. Yeah. But still, it, just showing that Keelan Robinson, again, had his touchdown, ran well, blue looked great, Baxter looks great. It, it just we took our star running back out because of injury, obviously, mm-hmm. and didn't skip a beat. That to me speaks volumes from where this team is at compared to years past. Multiple hundred yard receiver uh, running backs already this year. Three yeah. already have had hundred yard games. Yeah, it's it's just that's nuts. It's it's a really cool place for us to be. Um, and and I'm looking forward again, looking forward to the future. That that felt good. Arch Manning looked promising. Now we don't know is it going to be Quinn. Is it going to be Malik? Is it going to be Arch next year? Is it going to be Tyrone? Okay, it's going to be Tyrone <laughs> Swoops coming back for his 19th year of eligibility. I Yeah. I uh, Well, you mentioned, um, yeah, we don't know yet. Quinn hasn't announced what his plans are. It's a super heavy, deep quarterback um, draft this year. Mm-hmm. And another year, it won't be as, you know, another year of development, whatever. It could be beneficial. That's his, him and his family's choice to make. Um, so we don't we don't know yet. Um, some people are saying he's leaning towards coming back. We'll see what he announces. Does that mean Malik leaves because Arch Manning is looks like QB two right now? It, yeah. Look, I don't know that we can make any assumptions. Arch came in. Yes. Great. Cool. We're up by a lot, but also Malik was hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think fans wanted to read too much into that and what that meant for mm-hmm. next year. I, I would encourage people not to. Don't read into it. We can save that speculation for spring game and all of this, you know, making assumptions for spring game, right? For now, I think we are in a great position. I think all of this, really the the linchpin of all of this is going to be what is Quinn Ewer's draft? You know, what is what are his advisors saying? What is What are his projected draft areas? If Quinn isn't going to make high money, early round money, he's going to come back. Like, I I think that's a pretty simple formula. Because he makes great great money at Texas. Right. (laughs) Then things trickle down from there. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I, (laughs) again, we want to speculate. It's what we do. We like talking about it. But I I think people are reading too much into Arch um, getting his first snaps. I think it's awesome that we were in a position to be able to do that. I think it was really fun to see him. But I would caution people to get overly excited about what next year's you know, QB one and two and three are so. Well, you mentioned um, senior night. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about that. The senior night, it's always really special. Most of the people walking um, for senior night, some of them still have eligibility and may choose to come back. But at least, you know, when you walk, you've done it. So you can have that if you if, whether or not you are coming back or not. But um, but most of the seniors are done. Right. Well, <laughs> so but look who had the most amazing games on senior night. Jalen Ford ranked the highest defender overall in all of power five in his performance on Friday. Um, um, Jet Bush with that crazy off the foot, the assist, the, appreciate the assist <laughs> off the foot. Um, interception, interception. And it was the pick, ki- six. the kick, pick six, the kick, pick six. And then <laughs> justice Finkley there with him cheering at right. the end. Um, and Keelan Robinson, who Man. has, he knew he was, we were going to need his help with uh, running back, 
you know, getting, moving the ball, running the ball in space. And he gets that kick return that's just been coming and coming and coming. Mm-hmm. And it came. And at the end, when I thought the guy was going to drag him down around the 2025, no, sir. Slipped right up. <laughs> you are not stopping Keelan Robinson <laughs> when he's that close to scoring two right. touchdowns on senior night. Right. Oh, that was so happy for him. Yeah, it was definitely great. And, and again, this was such a balanced game. I, I would argue that this this game against Tech True. is the most complete game that Texas has played. And I'm I'm including the Alabama game in that conversation. Alabama was an awesome game. No question. It, it, better competition. No question. Harder atmosphere for us. No question. But the consistency, right? Like the Alabama game, there were some moments where it's like, oh, shit, here we are up and down. Like we felt good about the game plan. We were executing really well. I never felt we were down because we weren't playing a complete game i felt we were oh going up and down because the competition, competition. again was so good. i agree with that but this game was absolute throttle the whole time we were executing we were communicating we were it's like everything came together there were still some things that we could nitpick with the alabama oh, always game, every right? game yeah there are smaller things fewer things to nitpick with this tech game again i understand the competition is different right but this to me just felt everyone was in lockstep. Everyone was in sync. Communication was there. Mistakes were minimal. You know, we didn't, for a big 12 game, we didn't get called for that many penalties. Right? Tackling was suspect early, but they cleaned, cleaned it, it up. up. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it wasn't a game where we got up big and then let off. Here's or, the answer to your question earlier. I love it. I love yeah. it, CB. Um, yeah. I Again, this to me just felt, like a complete game from mm-hmm. start to finish, never in question. So I, again, kudos to the team, kudos to the coaching staff. Yes, there are factors that go into that, but I don't want to take away from from where this team started this year and where they ended. Mm-hmm. I, I think it is a night and day difference um, and on the up and up. Well, Texas had a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown, a kick return for a touchdown, a pick six, all in the same game, the first time in 20 years. And I wonder how many, how long it's been if you add in blocked punt, add that into there right. too. How many years do you have to go to get one of those in a game also? Right. Has that, I mean, how long has that been? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. So it's, yeah, I mean, complete in that way, offense, defense, and special teams. You don't mm-hmm. beat somebody by 50 points and all three didn't work, right? Absolutely. That was that was pretty amazing. Well, and you had brought up, you know, earlier talking about a couple of players on special teams that we we're maybe a little worried about at the beginning of the year, you know, Bert Alburn and, and Xavier Worthy. But I, again, we gave Worthy his flowers. Earlier, after a few he, games, he got his we stuff were together. questioning, Absolutely. it's inconsistent at best. But St. Kickless, I want to <laughs> point out, I'm, I will never let that go. I'm just letting because you know that now. Christmas it was his Christmas stuff. But come on, man, St. Kickless is a pretty solid kicker nickname, I feel like. That's pretty cute. <laughs> uh, listen, so Burt Auburn, he was five for five, which tied a UT record. He was, uh, now he has, he holds the UT record for most field goals in a season. It says 25. I think this is actually 28. I I could be wrong on that. But um, anyway, he holds the UT single season record for most field goal uh, kicked. He also holds the UT record for most attempt field goals in a row at 16. He extended that and got that record this game. Yeah. 16 in a row. I thought it went up to 19. Again. Yeah. This, this. Yes, I would agree with that. Again, we're three off on these. This is what the record was. Oh, okay. And then, yeah, but yes. Um, Again, he hit a long of 54, which was a personal best for him. 
He was six for six in extra points, and he had 21 points in the game, which tied uh, for most points by a kicker in okay. UT history. Again, this this was a record-breaking night. And this is from Kicker U. Like, we put out this is crazy kickers. Auburn's name is now – he surpassed names like Justin Tucker and Phil Dawson. And, yeah. you know, it just – Hunter Lawrence, even like we got to give him his his flowers too. He, I again, I cannot speak highly enough of how much Bert put his head down, got his collective shit together, and holy crap, he's in the record books now forever. That's that's amazing. Um, so again, we had we saw a lot going on uh, on the field, pretty much all of it good. I, there there are very few things. Were there any things if if you're gonna get super nitpicky about this Texas Tech game? You mentioned the tackling. Tackling early. Mm-hmm. Um, Anything else that you would say? I have a couple of things that we're going to save that for two to, okay. two to work on okay. later. All right. Yeah. All right. But um, at the end of the day, Texas, because the rules changed, we had to wait to win this game. Mm-hmm. But Texas finished number one in the Big 12 regular season. They get home field, home side, um, going into the Big 12 championship game. They secured their spot. We had to wait and see um, if uh, Kansas State was already eliminated once Oklahoma won on Friday also. Um, and so they were waiting to see what was happening with Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. That game was crazy, but Oklahoma State survived, so OU was eliminated. So now OU gets to watch Texas and Oklahoma State play for the last Big 12, well, our last Big 12 mm-hmm. championship mm-hmm. Um, game. So are you ready to get into it, the game this weekend? Like, yeah. What's What we're looking forward to? We do can... you have anything to wrap up about Tech? Yeah, I mean, I, I do want to say um, just a question for you real quick. Okay. Officiating. That's it's something we're gonna talk oh, about yeah, yeah. with with you know the Big 12 game as well. Did you feel this was more of a fairly called game? Yeah, there was a couple times where they had to review something and I was worried they were gonna get it wrong and they got it right. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like the um officiating, I don't remember any point where I was like, Are you crazy? Right. Yeah. There were Which some calls I didn't more- agree with. Yeah. But but there were never any calls that I was outraged. Yeah. I, I can't recall any calls that I was just absolutely outraged. Was there a holding against Tech uh, against Tech at any point? Uh, yeah, there was actually. There was? Yeah, Tech got called. Yes, Tech. And this, I remember being surprised on one in specific. It was one that they were kind of debating. They threw the flag and it was an obvious holding, we thought. But the way that it looked and the, the length of time they were talking about it, it looked like it was they were trying to figure out some way to call it against Texas. And sure enough, they called holding on on tech. And I, I remember having physical surprise at that, you know, yeah, it was, you know, I think, yeah, but yeah, I mean, to me, the, the final numbers ended up, uh, tech had five penalties for 35 yards. Wasn't a huge amount. Texas was called for nine for 74. And while that is lopsided, I feel like for a Texas game with a big 12 officiated crew. Oh, the running into the kicker. Yeah, right. that was bad. I watched that it on the bad. replay. That should have been roughing the kicker. Yes, it should have. And should have been first down. For yeah. Us. That, um, but that's but didn't change the game. But yeah, that right at that point it's again, dangerous. And you gotta especially dangerous things you gotta get sure, on. Sure, sure. But again, I felt, and again, this could be a result of us being up by so much and like there never being a doubt, but it felt like a more fairly called game. I won't say perfectly called game. It certainly wasn't, but it felt more fair. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's something to 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 think about as we go into the Big 12 championship game. 
All right. Hello. Speaking of going up to the Big 12 championship game, um, we're rolling up in – are you taking the Bronco? Taking we're the taking Bronco. the Bronco, right? Yeah. So we're going up um, probably Friday. And if you would like a Bronco or a nice vehicle <laughs> to roll up into the game, it's not too late. You could go down there this week and roll up it's in a, a game new game day ride. Covert B Cave, a family-owned group of automotive dealerships that serve the greater Austin area for over 100 years. Since it's – inception I always since its inception that's hard to say together <laughs> especially when you can't breathe the covert auto group has been committed to providing customers with high quality selection of new and pre-owned vehicles as well as outstanding service and customer satisfaction so check out covert b cave there's 42 acres of beautiful hill country and covert b cave has three new state-of-the-art dealerships they have buick gmc cadillac chrysler dodge jeep ram and they do have ford and chevy and hutto ford lincoln and austin so you might be rolling You're covered. out. Go get you a burnt You're, orange vehicle. You're, See if there's something nice to roll up to the right. game. Visit covertbcave.com for the latest specials and inventory. So thank love you. It. Thank you, Covert. I love it. All right. Well, um, so yeah, let's let's talk about it. We got some questions. Uh, are we going to be tailgating on Saturday? Never ask me something that silly again. Absolutely, we will be tailgating. Hi, audience. Yes. <laughs> I'm just giving you hell, man. Yes, we will be tailgating. Uh, but we won't tell you when or where. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, listen, I, it's it's open. Sure. I will say this. Yeah. Um, sometimes I don't open it all up because people get weird. But let's get weird, right? Uh, lot 12, we will be there. My goal is to be uh, at the lot at 7 a.m. and set up by 7.30. Um, most... <laughs> I know, girl. You no, we have to because that lifestyle. It's we I know we have kick. to because um, it's it's eleven a.m. kick. Yeah, it's eleven a.m. kick. So yeah. We need to be out there early. So yeah, we'll be set eggs up. And eggs. Y'all, please. Yeah, yeah. Y'all uh, come by and see us. Lot twelve. What I do ask if you want to hang out, of course, everyone is more than welcome. If you want to hang out and drink, maybe. BYOB a little bit, bring a yeah, snack. Yeah, this isn't one of Megan's usual big sponsored <laughs> events. This yeah. is just us hanging out. So if you're going to be hungry or thirsty, don't come empty handed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. Just, just tell me. We're just hanging out. That's we'll give we you a spot to hang out. That's all we're asking. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'd uh, come join us out. Like I said, we'll be there bright and early. Rocky might not be bright eyed and bushy tail. Oh, I'll be up. I'll be right Oh, you'll be go. there. Game day, you just won't baby. Be. You just I'll, need I'll a moment to wake up. I need a moment to wake up, but I will be up. <laughs> I'm not it. the most, I'm not a, I, I can get up and go. I just prefer to lay in bed. Yes, that's fair. I I don't know too many people that would <laughs> feel otherwise. So um, I see whites. I see whites. So we, we just said Texas got secured home, mm -hmm. home side, number one seed, right? Mm -hmm. We talked about that, which means they get to choose. And let's, let's go over our conversation as it developed. Right. They get to choose outfits first. It doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be in home colors. It just means they get to pick first. We, the announcement was made, Icy Whites. And I was like, yes. And Megan said, I don't know if I love it. No. I don't <laughs> know if I love like, it. Why? No. I know. I, listen, I, and let me explain this first. And we worked first. it out. We, we, we let just, me, let me explain this okay. first. We're playing another orange team. Burn Orange is unique. Their orange isn't. Put our signature color out there. I love it. I love it. Right? But I get it. I, I do. I, looking at it more, the last time, 2018, we were there. We were in an orange didn't mm -hmm. really go our way as a matter of fact i looked even farther back in 05 and 09 uh we were in icy whites so uh, for the championship game so mm -hmm. i i what i really embrace and appreciate is that they probably would dug through all of it that well this was a this was a team decision right mm -hmm. and they consciously made the choice to not wear home colors as the home team 
they're in the icy whites, which they're going to be feeling themselves. They like it. I have a different theory, but finish. But I like to think that there's a, like we like to say, we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. Mm -hmm. I feel like the team has now validated my insane internal crises that I have every game choosing what to wear because clearly what I wear affects the outcome Absolutely. of the game. Clearly it does. Absolutely. I feel that if thank you're not you, wearing burnt orange. Thank you, Texas. Thank you. You know the fans, we still need to wear burnt orange. We do. But, we still need to wear But I appreciate orange. that this team has now validated my insane neuroses before every game and choosing my friends hate being around me when I'm getting ready for games because I will ask seven people 18 different times Here's seven different outfits. What combination? She what do does. I do? Whatever. I get it's the photos worst. of I am the worst. I, wear this? I will own it. But now I feel justified. Okay. I apologize for nothing. My my theory, when you said, why are we wearing white? My theory was, I thought it was part of the whole embrace the hate, the road environment. Yeah. Because our one loss of the season was a neutral field, 50-50 mm -hmm. um, split. I think this time will be more like 65-70 Texas, hopefully. Uh, maybe 90%. Come on, y'all. Um, <laughs> it'll be, I feel like it'll be a majority Texas, but it's still a road environment. Um, I thought it was more of this, you know, Texas undefeated on the road, true road games, undefeated at home, and, and the orange is fine. But when they go on the road, they embrace the hate. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about it over and over. Just and, and when they're in their road whites and they're feeling themselves, not, yeah. not the way Gundy was feeling himself, but <laughs> when they're feeling themselves, I think that nothing is like, here you go, nothing is cleaner than the Texas icy whites. And they look I good. think that's they they feel good. They look good. They I've play never good. knocked the uniforms. They're undefeated in those Let me ask you, icy you're, whites. You're calling them the road whites. I, icy I, whites. W do you prefer icy whites or stormtroopers? Icy whites because I can't stand Star Wars. Oh, well, see. You're so weird. How are we friends? <sighs> I swear. Yeah, I, I like the stormtrooper thing. But again, I, I think this is a, you know, with the times, the icy whites came out. And yeah, I feel like Texas is one of the first ones to call, like, we're one of the first ones to have the all white road oh, uniforms. Stormtroopers. Um, yeah, the stormtroopers. That's I where... know, oh, I know they call it that, but yeah. thank you, Carlos. <laughs> I, I'm right on that one. I'm not saying you're not. It's I like the take. All of it's true. All I, it could be all of it. It could be a combination I like of the take. feeling it, road whites, yeah. embrace the hate, slash orange hasn't helped us yeah. in, in this stadium in this game. I'm gonna cling to the fact that the team has now validated my insanity and I will continue to feel that clearly what I wear on game day affects the team, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to own that. I don't care. And everyone should feel that way. <laughs> everyone should do everything they possibly can on starting now, like start lining it up, like your rituals, your right. Make sure your socks, your lucky socks are clean. Like I, I have to say, I know you said everybody has to wear orange and yeah, wear orange. I will say when I'm not in an orange top, when I wear a white top, I still pretty obviously Texas orange everywhere. Well, because you have a cape over. Cape. I do. I wear. I wear. I have to wear orange. But I will say, I I might do the icy whites because I I wore them at ISU and we won with the orange pants. I wore that same outfit at the uh, well the Sugar Bowl. Uh, I will tell you, I have a surprise for you, and I left it downstairs. But <laughs> you'll be wearing orange. I'll be wearing orange. <laughs> Good times. Okay. Great oldies. Okay. <laughs> Change oh, that. That's speaking of what we're gonna wear. This is something I have to share. Um, and I'm gonna put in the comments the um Instagram um for this. Uh here, let me show you what yeah. it is. This is super cool. Okay, okay. so yeah, yeah, go ahead. So Coach Kwiatkowski, uh PK, his daughters have a boutique. 
And now is the time to order. This it's is Christmas time, guys. Pay for attention. Christmas, for <laughs> or whatever you celebrate, anything in the holidays, however you give gifts. Um, this beautiful beaded bag, how gorgeous is that? And yes, it fits a big phone. This is my big phone. I have to like, I have like, does it fit? Does it fit? Yes, it fits the mess. And you can take these into the stadium. These are stadium size bags. How beautiful is that with the hook and horns band? So I'm going to put up, it's at So Refined Boutique. I'm going to put it in the comments in a second, but also clear bags. Like there's a lot of stuff. Listen, it's Christmas time. There's cool stuff. And you, can and you get to support the straps. You get to support a coach's family too, which is yes. pretty cool. Yeah. This is Texas's our, family, man. And also on the boutique, you'll see on their Instagram, they have um, cute outfits, game day things, party holiday things. So I'm going to put their Instagram on there in a second. So you can order directly from them and tell them Rocky and Megan from Fire the Cannon um so showed you but these are so cute super cute um april finkley had that bag and mm -hmm. i'm like where did you get that purse it's perfect game day size so i ordered one and i have one for the game so again y'all if you've got loved ones that need to rock a bag into game days you got you know moms or wives or girlfriends or daughters or hell guys if you want to start a trend and rock a beaded bag into the game. It's, I'd be behind it. That'd be amazing. It's so <laughs> refined boutique at so refined boutique. And that's on Instagram. Yeah, that's the Instagram. So I just put that in the comments so you can see. Um, there we go. Love it. Love it. Yeah. So super cool. Yeah. You're going to be, I have a feeling that's going to be your icy white for the game. That, that'll be my icy white, which right. is why I brought up the icy white bag. <laughs> I'm going to be icy white with the bag. I dig it. Okay. But also, yes, you said they're a little bit superstitious, which makes you happy. A little stitious. All right. Talk about, um, Austin born Nelly. Because I, so I put on Twitter that, you know, Austin native Nelly. And yes, we all know he grew up in St. Louis. Yeah, we all know he rep St. Louis. He was born in Austin. Yeah. You can't get much more native than that. Yeah. So, yes, halftime show, Nelly. You're excited. I'm excited because I, 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 I love I mean, I know there's, I don't know. I I, I think he's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, so. he's, I, I love Nelly too. I did just, I've been out of the loop with work and been crazy busy. And yeah, I saw this Nelly. You had mentioned, you're like, Nelly. I'm like, this is very out of context. What are you talking about? And she's, you're like, oh, yeah, it's the halftime show. I was like, all right, that's cool. Yeah, well, they put on the Big 12 when they put sold out, which we'll talk about in a second, tickets. Oh, um, they put sold out, and they put it's getting hot in here with the music note. And then later they put the the things that are happening, some wrestling things are happening, too. Yeah, we talked about that. Not a fan. Yeah. I don't get the connection. But. It's a little, yeah, it's not for me. Um, <laughs> and they have, um, they put Nelly in the tag, too, and then they put an announcement out that it's, it's Nelly's the halftime Yeah, show. very cool. So, again, um, maybe a little stitches, some good juju. Good with Texas a, vibes. Yeah, with an Austin native going to be performing at halftime. I, I don't hate that. That feels good. That yeah. feels like I can embrace that. Um, so, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, listen. Don't change what you've yeah. been doing this year. It, it, I'm, I will say this. I lecture people all the time. Uh, like I very much get on my high horse about clothes and outfits and things like that. All I'm saying is don't change the juju. Don't do anything different. If you have something that's been working and Texas has been winning, stick with it. Don't don't mess with it. Unless the you're thing. getting a cute beaded bag. That, the game. I, but again, you change your outfits every, every single game. game. You never wear the same thing. Oh, no. So that's to me, that's I get that. But when we have people ask, oh, should I wear a jacket I haven't worn all season? Absolutely not. <laughs> what are you thinking? That's insane. Yeah. If you, if you have one jersey you've worn for every game, <laughs> wear it. Right. Wear it. Yeah. Listen. Unless do, you wore it to OU, burn it. Whatever your stitions are, <laughs> stick with them. They're, they're working this season. So yeah. I dig it. 
All right. So yeah, you mentioned uh, this is a sold out game. Yes. Have a conversation. I've got a little bit of rage inside of me. Yeah. Let's hate in my heart. Let's get it out. And let's say it's four o'clock. It is four o'clock. And normally it's happy hour. But we're, Richard, we're missing our bartender. But Richard is in Mexico right now. He is. I know. I didn't even remember that. And, and I was like, I didn't, happy hour. What are we going to have to drink? Oh, Richard's not Yeah, here. but that's all right. We don't, we can <laughs> we're drink. sick. We probably don't even be no, hammering back drinks I, was, I thought anyway. about bringing up some NyQuil or some, <laughs> some Theraflu. Sipping the scissor. <laughs> yeah. Get some Theraflu. <laughs> That'd be actually Some accurate. Benadryl. Like Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Flu and cold. That could be our happy hour is a nice big swig of shots of yeah, air flu. If you want me to pass out in the shots. middle of the show, absolutely. Shots, shots, do shots that. Of <laughs> I love it. Yeah, listen. So happy hour came and went. Oh, Let's, there we are. We're, we're happy. It's all right. We're happy. Any um, coupons? Yeah, coupons. There's no coupons this no, time. No, it's at AT&T Stadium. Yeah, it's at, at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. So we won't see any coupons, no state fair stuff, but save them coupons because they are good from year to year from the state fair. So I'm just oh, saying. That's good. You should, buy, you should buy like a million now because the prices probably go up. They little. do, but so they honor the prices. So. It's cu- No, I'm saying if you I, bought a million now, right. you would be investing if you go every year. It's like I, buying forever screw, stamps. Screw cryptocurrency. Forever, forever coupons. <laughs> Screw <laughs> cryptocurrency. <laughs> screw investing in gold or silver or metals. Invest in invest fake, in coupons. State fair state coupons. fair coupons. Megan will buy them from you, like <laughs> like the way people used to buy food stamps off people. God, I probably would. I, I would be that person. Um, yeah. So look, let's let's talk about it. The the game is sold out. We know that the Big Twelve is doing Texas no favors. Uh, in years past, Texas the schools have gotten between uh, sixteen seventeen to up to twenty thousand tickets each. Uh, Mm -hmm. for the Big 12 championship game. They announced very late, uh, again, when it became pretty obvious that uh, Texas was going to be there. uh, The schools only got 8,500 tickets. I want to be really clear what this means. 8,500 tickets means that that is what's given to the school, and that has to cover staff, football families, the band. It has to cover everything, and the fans that request. So there were a lot of pissed-off Texas fans that didn't get – uh, didn't get their requests in when they normally do. Mm-hmm. I will argue, I think this was a shitty move. I think it was a, a underhanded thing. Um, what I will argue is all they have done is created a larger secondary market mm-hmm. and a lot more opportunity for people to be awful. Um, yes. And I will say I was victim to this. I'm usually super, super vigilant about, you know, guys, I like to share tickets and um, I like to, with somebody has it and I usually vet that stuff really well, but I had somebody, uh, a friend of mine who I trust, uh, say, you know, send me somebody. I was looking for some extra tickets for some friends. I was trying to help friends out. And, uh, they sent me to somebody who, you know, I asked him, Hey, have you bought tickets from this person? And they, my friend told me yes. So I didn't go through my due diligence and I got scammed 200 bucks or, per ticket. So I, I lost $400 on this. Um, and again, it, part of that is because of this crazy secondary market that exists because the school's got so few tickets. There's such a, a whipped up market for this. So guys, be really, really careful um, when you're purchasing tickets. Um, I promise y'all I will do a, a really good job. I won't send you anybody that I haven't personally vetted. I got <laughs> bit, you know, this week and it sucks and I didn't really have that money to lose. But here we are. So y'all just please be extra, extra careful uh, when you're out there buying tickets. Anything that comes directly from, you know, SeatGeek specifically, but also Ticketmaster, StubHub, those are valid tickets. When it starts to get into the, 
you know, hey, send me only money through this app. That's all I'll accept or send it, you know, just be real careful of that. That's a lot of red flag stuff that that gets real dangerous. And I think the thing that killed me the most is when I had these red flags and I sent the money and then things felt real widgy. I messaged my friend. I was like, man, have you gotten your tickets? Oh, no, I hadn't checked yet. <laughs> I hadn't seen if I had got. No, I haven't gotten my tickets either. So he got scammed, too. But I'm like, dude, don't tell me that you bought the tickets from him if you didn't get the tickets from him. So lesson learned sucks um, is what it is. That does suck. So but, I'm. But yeah, that's the kind of things. That's the kind of things that happen in, in the stadiums. And I don't know. All mm -hmm. we'll talk about this when we make our picks. All five Power mm -hmm. Five games are happening in NFL stadiums, mm -hmm. and I don't know if they've all only their conferences have only given such a tiny allotment to it, the big universities that are playing, mm -hmm. because um, you have all you're doing is making money, like you said, for it not only for the aftermarket but for scammers. And when you have so many. You know, SeatGeek, Ticket City, take them all the different places. That's Trust their, that's their business, yeah. and that's the safer place to go where you know you're going to get a ticket. And listen, but I, you're going to pay there fees are, and all these other things. You will, and there are plenty of Texas fans. Again, y'all, I'll do my best to share any tickets that I see come available, but I will vet them better than I did for myself. Um, again, a good thing to do is go check their profile if they have Texas stuff, original content or tweets and things about Texas and, you know, pictures of them in Texas, like that is usually a good sign that they're a little more trustworthy to sell Texas tickets. Um, again, anybody could be a scammer. Just be vigilant. It sucks getting scammed. It sucks losing money. It, you know, mm. especially this time of year, it's just, it's just not a pleasant thing. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, just be, look out for that, but it will be a hopping game. I might be up in the nosebleeds. I will be sitting with the angels. You won't be able to hear me. Team won't be able to hear me. But they'll hear you. I have a feeling they'll still hear you. I'll be there. I'll figure out a way. I'll figure out a way. Yeah. Every, we'll, all, we'll all have a good time. <laughs> the most important thing is that Texas is playing in a big 12 championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about, um, and we won't dive too crazy into the college playoff things because everyone's talked about it. And we know it's come down to, Louisville needs to beat Florida State. We're trying, like, so Texas, if Texas, favored by, it's gone up to 15 now. If Texas wins, um, they, there's college, of course, college football playoff implications. There will be five power five conference championships. Most of them may have no losses still. Um, so Texas, do you think this is one, especially if, if Florida State survives Louisville but doesn't look good, Oregon loses to Louisville, do you think this is one where Texas needs to put Yes. style points yes. and just yes like no hesitation hard yes period yeah i look <laughs> texas has not been treated favorably by this college football playoff committee we've all seen that we've all talked about it ad nauseum texas has to have everything fall right and do everything that we can i agree with the narrative that beating Oklahoma State. Look, we talked about this before. Would you like another crack at OU or do you want to play Oklahoma State? A lot of Texas fans were torn on that. I wanted another crack at OU, number one, to prove that our one loss was a fluke. Mm -hmm. And number two, even if OU is having a bad year, they still have more national respect than a team like Oklahoma State, right? Mm -hmm. If Texas comes out and beats Oklahoma State by two touchdowns, cool. That's a decisive win. Um, but it's still Oklahoma State. And I don't think that's going to hold enough weight or catch enough mm -hmm. people's attention. Not only does Texas need help from Louisville, um, God only knows what needs to happen in the Pac-12. 
you know, for that to happen. I'm, I'm leaning towards I want Washington to win because I think if Oregon two loss, Oregon gets them out anyway. Right. But a one loss. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it complicates things if Oregon wins. Um, but if Texas, you know, Louisville's got to win, which is a possibility. The but if Texas just shows, two. yeah, but if Texas just shows up with a meh kind of win against a, a team that nobody cares about, it's not going to matter, right? Like we didn't move up with a 50 burger over Texas Tech. So Oklahoma State, I mean, maybe this is disrespectful, but they're not nationally, in my opinion, they're not viewed any better than Texas Tech is. So you've got at least they're a top 25 team. They're a top 25 team and they're in the championship game, fine, whatever. But the Big 12 isn't holding weight this year. No, it's not. So so if we're perceived to be playing in a lower tiered conference this year, the Big 12 is not getting the credit, you know, that some think it deserves. And you only only win by a couple of touchdowns. I don't think that does enough to move the needle to convince a committee that has been pretty questionable in how they're grading Texas versus, oh, versus other teams Texas to a very different standard. Right. So yeah. no, I don't think a, a reasonable, normal kind of two score win moves the needle at all. I think this has to be another Texas has to hang, you know, 60 on them and, and, and hold Oklahoma state to absurdly low numbers. It has to be a number that when you're glancing through the scores of the weekend, you go, what? Like that has to be the kind of score that mm-hmm. we see. I, I I think for it to have for Texas to have a chance to be in the college football playoffs. Yeah, I think um, the the Washington Oregon match, which is Friday night, and we'll know the winner of that before we play Saturday morning. Um, the winner of that will get a spot. Pac twelve is the the committee likes the Pac twelve. Right. Um, the committee I, likes Bo Nix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But his completion percentage so good, which is not at all one of the categories on how they're supposed to rate nope. rank teams. Yeah. Um. So then, um, you know, Alabama, Georgia. If you, I guess we're rooting for Georgia to win, so that Alabama's two loss and they're not even in the conversation. Because what if what if I Alabama? But what if Alabama just barely wins? So they're like, oh, but Georgia's been so great, and they just barely lost. So we should take two seats, two spots for them. Because you, the way they are, they might give two spots to them if Alabama wins. I don't, I, I don't disagree with that. I just, we just a, don't know what they're going to do. I don't disagree with that being potential, but I, I still think that. Texas beat Bama on the road, period. You've got to give some weight to that. And if Bama then goes and beats the darling of the CFP uh, this year and beats Georgia and beats them, I don't care if it's by one or by 20, I you can't. I, I don't see how they can logically twist their way around explaining how you would because they can't even explain why Oregon's ahead of Texas. Right. That's what I'm saying. So nine again, out of the 10 metrics. Texas is better. I agree. They can't even explain it. So I don't put it past them to do something crazy. That I, makes I, no sense. I don't disagree, but you can't count on the counter. You know what I mean? You can't count on, you have to look at it and say, by all means, like we need Alabama to win because that is Texas. That's a huge, that, that gives Texas's win at Alabama even more clout, right? With the teams that we have played, obviously they're not waiting. They're not looking at strength of schedule mm-hmm. and they're considering, oh, we play in the big 12. So, okay, then take our SEC win against the people that just beat Georgia, who you've been in love with this whole time. Yeah. I I, I understand what you're saying, and I'm not – I just say we don't know what we they're going to do. We but, don't, but I still think the Texas's best bet to get in is we root for Washington. 
We have Oregon be a two loss team and out of the conversation that drops them down below. No matter what we have Alabama, right. And we need, we need Louisville, Alabama or Georgia, I guess. I mean, Alabama being two loss, we want them out of the way with a two loss. We want, we want Oregon out of the way with the two loss, but if they win, I think that moves Washington out anyway, because Washington has the same eyeballs as Texas barely winning, barely surviving. Yes. They've had a couple of butt kickings, which Texas has had too. eight of their 11 wins are by 10 points or more. So against worse competition. Yeah. Against <laughs> worse competition, less strength, the schedule Washington. And, but they've had a few where they survived and survived and that's okay. Everyone's giving you your best game. I get that. It happened with Texas, but they're not getting punished for the eyeballs consistently the way, the way Oregon's being rewarded. I'm just looking at the way that, that the playoff committee They've absolutely been disrespecting Texas and Alabama by putting Oregon in front of them. No question, mm -hmm. right? Oregon is an anomaly in my mind. There's no argument for them to be there. But they have, throughout the year, since Texas beat Alabama, they have respected. I mean, they weren't doing the CFP rankings at the time. But since they started the rankings, they have respected. They've put weight on that Texas win against Alabama. And even though Alabama is playing in a better conference mm -hmm. against better competition, they have kept Texas ranked ahead of Alabama because of that, that win over Alabama. So I've just got to look at what they've done over the season. Mm -hmm. And again, if, if you're talking about an Oregon team with two losses, again, a lot of things, a lot of chips have to fall in place. I just don't see even using their own twisted effed up logic. I don't see how they make the argument that a two, you know what I mean? That, 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 that makes the argument for Bama to move up, move Georgia out, and they've kept Bama behind Texas the whole year yes. because of that win. So I, I know it's, it's convoluted. And frankly, we can talk about it till we're blue in the face and it won't make a shit spit of difference because they're going to decide what they want to do on a whim anyway. So <laughs> what Texas has to do is go in and beat the dog snot out of OSU uh, and Gundy. And uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's really the bottom bottom line there. Yeah. Texas needs style points. We all know that because they're loving Oregon style points. Um, so Texas needs style points. Louisville, if Louisville can take care of Florida state, or if they just play an awful ugly game and Florida state survives, but Texas looks really good. The thing is they've said, we're going to get the four best teams, right? Which a lot of people talked about doesn't necessarily mean the four most deserving because mm -hmm. if Florida state survives and wins and they're 13 and 0, they're the more deserving team, but are they the best team? If Texas is healthy and hundred percent, and then lots of people think they look like a top four team. Mm -hmm. That's the, that, how do you, there's no, there's no perfect way. No matter right. what, someone's going to be upset. And if Texas doesn't four get teams, in, bottom bottom line is with four teams, a four team playoff, somebody's going to be pissed off. Somebody's going to yeah. be snubbed, right? Oh, always there's someone there's someone. But you know, at the end of the day, Texas should have beaten Oklahoma, mm -hmm. and this wouldn't be an issue right now because yeah. man, that That's was a win that was a winnable game. But oh, we work with what we got. All right, so before yeah. we go into doing a, a preview of the Texas and Oki Light game, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about some numbers. Take a look. Um, you know, later on, we'll make our picks as well. Um, let's do our three, two, ones. I, okay. I like this. Let's because I feel like that's a nice way to kind of put a bow on wrap the, up the season. Last, yes. Right. The last game, put a bow on the season and then we'll jump into the championship game and, okay. and what we think needs to happen. Okay. So for those that don't know, three, two, one, three good things about what the state of Texas football program Two that bad that they need not to work, so good. Two, two not so good that they mm -hmm. need to work on. And one that's. Uh, something promising that they're going to grow on. Mm -hmm. All right. One to grow on. All right. So do you want to go first? Three, three that are really good. Sure. Um, yeah. I'm going to start with the good and you've heard me say it time and time again, this broadcast, I'm going to keep saying it. You're going to get real sick of it. St. Kickalis, 
Man, I, I, I know. Because of his Christmas suit. I love it. It's never going to die. It, it, it will hold a special place in my heart forever. Um, yeah, look, Auburn went out and, and crushed it, man. Put himself in the record books. What an incredible turnaround. We, we talked about this earlier. I, I just, I can't speak enough. And again, when we're talking about close games throughout the season, Auburn got us through. There, there are several games. Texas wouldn't be sitting at 11 and one without consistent play, especially towards the end of the season and in those close games mm -hmm. from Auburn. So right. man, we've got to give him his love and, and really appreciate what he's done for this team. Again, this team has worked as a team. Um, and I'm going to highlight Bert and say, thank you. And that's amazing. Um, but golly, gee, this team is playing so well together as a team. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say that too. That's my number two good thing. Mm -hmm. The team is playing as a team. There yep. is no longer this, you know, skill positions are doing great, but maybe the core isn't there. Or one or two guys are doing great, but maybe the core isn't there. This team is a team. Mm -hmm. And holy crap. I mean, we talked about those building blocks and we've seen it, but this has come to fruition. And, and I love to see it. I'd love to see the guys love themselves and love each other and love this, the coaching staff and they are culture. feeling it. culture, culture, culture. Um, yeah, that's, that's my number two good. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my number three, I am going to highlight again, RBU, just the facts that we have five different guys touch the ball and do well. We talked about Keelan earlier, getting his touchdowns. Mm -hmm. You know, we talked about, uh, Baxter doing great. We talked about blue man, the jets on that dude. Get right? into space, man. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we had a and lot of guys touch the ball through the middle right now. And I know that somebody we're real excited yeah, about. Somebody we have to, we got to give a shout out to Trey Weisner. If, if I had to pick somebody on the team right now from where I sit, obviously I'm not with the team all the time and, and I'm not in the locker room, but outside looking in, if I had to pick a guy that exemplifies, you know, mm -hmm. like like if we had a Rojo award. Yes. Right. Like I want to start giving Rojo awards out every year. Just a guy that would do whatever it takes for the team to win and give whatever he can and be helpful wherever he can. It's Trey Weisner. And <laughs> to watch him get his chance, like he's done really well on special teams. He's done these crazy things um, and showed up really, really well. Mm -hmm. But to see him come in and and actually get some touches mm -hmm. as a running back, man, that was awesome. That was very, very cool. So excited to see. Um, those are my three good. Awesome. Do you have, do you have any going on? Yeah. Also, if you have three, two, one, yeah, put them in the up. comments. Yeah. Um, so my three good <laughs> that I think are actually pretty good. I'm going to start with the one that has been my to work on, to work on improved DB play. Mm. It They were good. Yeah on Saturday. They are better. They're get improved. And I was really worried in the first play from scrimmage when Watts went down, which turned out to be some kind of back, maybe back injury or something, mm -hmm. um, which was such a it's bummer to get hurt anytime. But on senior night, his first play from scrimmage and he just, oh, Watts, I was so worried about him. Um, so when he went out, you have the young and Muhammad, and then you have just the, the, the DBs all around, Derek Williams, like um, Brooks with the INT. They were just really improved. They were up pressing more. Yeah, listen, they were in position. Yeah. They were doing awesome. Yeah, so that was that was really that was really um, impressive and improved. And I'm excited for them. And and when Sark said we need we need to be more aggressive with the play calling, we need to like we're gonna we need to do something to 
he saw the, the issue. They changed up the play calling and and they were just challenged more. They let the kids be physical. Mm -hmm. And I think that's more the style these young dogs want to play. And they let them do it. And I'm 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 so happy for them. Um, so I'm going to start with the improved DB play because we've been saying let's work on it. And they did. All right. So next up, um, my also good is special teams. And they've been good all season. They are so good that Mike Gundy had to mention them specifically mm -hmm. in his press conference. Mm -hmm. Apparently, they're plus 300 yards in uh, return uh, fields, uh, field coverage this year, which is impressive. But kick return, block um, punt, great average on punts, and then covering the punts and kickoffs. So and just, just really good and really flipping the field for the team. And then... The last one, and this is, I'm going to end with this good and then start with the same one as bad. All right. So my good is turnovers. My first bad is turnovers. All right. So my good turnovers is interceptions. Texas is uh, tied for eighth place in the nation with 15 turnovers. Interceptions. Awesome. Interceptions. Turnovers. Mm -hmm. um, so like I said, the DBs are getting in there. We've seen the, we've seen the linebackers get in there and make plays. So INTs, yes. So I'm going to start with the bad turnovers. Fumble recoveries. Texas is not good and not forcing fumbles and recovering fumbles. Mm -hmm. And they're tied 50, uh, 50, no, 69th in the country with only six the whole year. Not great, Bob. Not the best. And only I only mentioned it because before the season they talked about um, one of the things they wanted to work on this year was really stripping the ball. And you know who had one of the only strips of the season? Jay Witt on offense. So like the, the that team, hustle play. <laughs> yeah, the, the hustle, hustle play. play. Yeah. So I'm not saying the team isn't hustling or moving or affecting or getting pressure. I'm just saying actually stripping the ball and recovering it. They're not, they're not very good at that. Um, and then my second bad or that they need, I think they could work on is penalty yards. Um, still silly penalties. The mm -hmm. false starts. They're ranked 58 in the country, about six penalties a game. One or two. And the problem, I think the issue more is that they're key times, like first down and it's a false start. Oh, now we're first and 15. Those kind of things that st that can stall a drive mm -hmm. or even force a pump, make us punt. Um, that I, a couple of those less a game would be huge. Mm -hmm. Those are my two to work on. Okay. And yours? Or, yeah. Okay. So I want to make a comment about that last. I agree. Uh -huh. Let's get penalized less. Yeah. Always great. I would argue with bias, with open bias. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the calls that we have against us aren't always the right oh, calls. Oh, we're jumping off. I, false starts, <laughs> yes. No argument there. We've, we've had some issues with that. But um, I would say overall penalties, you know, Texas having more than their opponents, I think is maybe not necessarily indicative of their play mm -hmm. uh, so much as it is the conference that we're in right now. Oh yeah. I'm so sure. I'll yeah. Say that caveat, uh, put it out there. Uh -huh. Also, before we jump in and, and I give my two not so greats, um, I just want to say, y'all, we welcome anybody in the comments. Absolutely. We don't care who your team is. We love it when people tune in. We love yeah, it when people listen. Watch. If you're coming in to troll, you're going to get kicked out and your uh, comments are going to get deleted. So bye sooner. Have fun watching us at home. I mean, you're welcome to watch. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> thanks for, thanks for <laughs> being a, a watcher. Right. So, um, yeah, jumping into my uh, two bad things, you know, bad. We'll, we'll use that term lightly. Um, third down efficiency. Well, we could be we could be better. Oh, yeah. I should look at the Texas. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, Texas hasn't been super fantastic on third down efficiency. Um, again, I, I'm pulling this off the top of the, my head, but I feel like in almost every game that we've played, um, we 
have not done as well on third down as our opponent. So fourth down is a little questionable too, but I'm more concerned about- Well, we have one of the top third down defenses. Defenses, but still Texas is doing so poorly on third down conversions. Now, again, some of that, we've had this conversation before. Some of that shows that like, holy crap, Texas is being so efficient on first and second down that we don't get to third down. Cool, great. Mm -hmm. But I still think, especially if we are talking college football playoffs where we're playing better competition, we're playing these crazy teams- you got to be a third down team. You've got to be able to mm-hmm. get those third downs and convert. And make them manageable. And make, exactly, manageable football. Yeah. Um, so that's something I think. Which we, has to do with those first and 15s. There it is. <laughs> they all connect. There it is. Um, uh, my other thing too, uh, I, I'd like to see our quarterback protected a little bit more. Now, now, a, a caveat again, there are times, especially earlier in the season, where Quinn perhaps was, holding on to the ball a little too long or not making the right decisions or being transparent. But I'd like for Texas to protect the QB a little bit more and not give up as many sacks in the Texas tech game. That was the only uh, literally that was the only stat that uh, tech was better than us with was we uh, they had three sacks on Quinn on on our quarterbacks and we only had two. Yeah, We do have some things that take sometimes too long to develop. Right. Right. So, so again, I, I think a lot of that's execution. I think we'll see that will improve again as this team is communicating and playing better together and and we get all that. But those are my two things that if I have to go crazy nitpicky, let's get better on those. Okay. Uh, Some, some room for improvement there. Yeah, I can see that. So a couple of ones that you said were that's Carlos, the full defensive play unit. Yep. Same one culture. Love it. Um, they need to fix mental mistakes and turnovers. And what you say we need to build on? Yes, the youngsters. We're going to have fun with those guys. The we next are. Few years. We are. So. All right. So one to grow on. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I have red zone offense. I And this is why I think it's actually growing. Yes, we're still 104th, which is actually an improvement <laughs> from where we were. Out of 50 ouch. attempts, yeah. it, it is. Actually, I know, I know. I'm we've just saying ouch. up to 104. I get it, and that's uh, why I'm saying ouch. <laughs> I know. 50 attempts in the red zone, 14 are rushing TDs, 8 passing TDs, 17 field goals, which is 78%. And that seems like we get all the way down the field and three out of um, about three out of four times uh we get points that's not great there's teams that are in the 98 99 percentiles 97 percentile so that's not good however i would like to credit sark for taking points lately mm-hmm. i have no problem with when manning came in and the crowd was pumped and they said go for it on fourth and that's fine and then didn't get in punted that's i mean they turned over the ball and down that's fine but when the game's in hand not in hand yet and we're still trying to win a game He's taking points at TCU, at Iowa State. He's taking the points. And to me, that's huge. Learned his lessons. That's huge, (laughs) especially on the road, especially Mm -hmm. in conference competition. And hopefully this weekend, early, when we need to just make it a two-possession game or make it, Mm -hmm. you know, go before we go into the half, something like that, take the points, I'm fine. So I think growing on red zone possession, red zone offense. All right. I like that. Um, One thing to grow on, we, we touched on this earlier. We talked about it a little bit. Um, we, we might've disagreed a little bit on this take, but the complete game, play a complete game. Mm-hmm. I think Texas, oh, I, they complained, they Texas played a did a really yes. great job with that with Texas tech. And I think that's something to grow on yes. because we haven't been consistent with that over the season. We haven't seen that. So I love that 
we're trending in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So that's why we say, let's keep growing on that. Let's keep that consistency up. Let's keep that. I mean, F it, the all gas, no breaks. Let's, let's be that. If we're going to say it, be let's be about it. All gas, no breaks. Right. Oh, I agreed that we played a complete, Texas played a complete game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know if it was their most complete because I would still consider Alabama their most complete because it was the, everything about it was harder to beat That's even fair. that complete. That's fair. When you're at home with the home crowd and da da da, da I, it's different circumstances. Yeah, I get it. That's why I think it was I even harder it. to be complete at Alabama. So I think the whole package of Alabama game is still to me the best they've played all year. That's fair. That's okay. fair. Oh, but, but I do believe they were complete at home. All right. Like Especially it. when they haven't had those stats in 20 years. So Cooter, we're going to yeah. have a conversation here, bud. And say you, you get that we want more fumble recoveries and strips. You feel that there was too much of an emphasis in the past and caused problems with actually tackling the ball carrier. Well, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that take. However, I will say we have to look at this team with a different lens compared to what we looked at team, Tom Herman teams with, right? Yes, I think in the past we were putting too much on individual players, but this isn't that team anymore. This team is playing Great as a defenses team. defenses can do both. Right. They're they're playing as a unit. They're playing with culture. They've got that there. They're playing for each other. So in that sense, I think in the past, perhaps we've overemphasized strip the ball, get the ball, and we've put that first in front of fundamentals, right? Now this team has the fundamentals down. They know they've got the basics down. They We don't have to work on that stuff. We're playing as a cohesive unit. We're playing as a team. We're communicating. Mm-hmm. We're executing. Now – you get these nitpicky things. You get to say, all right, guys, you're doing great. We've got that down pat. Now let's work on more fumbles. Let's work on more strips. Let's work on right. getting those turnovers more. So that's where I would argue, again, semantics perhaps, a little bit different situations, but definitely appreciate the take on there, Cooter, for sure. Um, also, I like calling people Cooter. <laughs> it makes me, no, it's like, uh, did you watch 30 Rock ever? Oh, yeah. There, uh, uh, Who was it? One of the characters on there worked for W, and he was like, he named me Cooter Burger. And so they called him Cooter. And it, it's just funny. It's fun oh, to say. Okay. Rolls off rolls off the tongue yeah, nicely. Yeah, it's a funny name. <laughs> All right. So we're coming on up to the, the 4.30 hour. We got about half an hour left. Mm-hmm. Still going to make our picks. But let's quickly, let's talk a little bit of Oakey Light. Let's talk a little bit Oak of State. mullet. A little bit of... A little bit of Mike Leach, OAN Mike Leach, right? OAN. Like- <laughs> um, okay, so let's start with their quarterback, Bowman, and let's take it back. Let's take it back to when he was the quarterback at Tech, mm-hmm. when the 2020 COVID year, and you and I were in Lubbock, mm-hmm. um, the day that Texas was down by 18 points. With, with like about three minutes six, left? I think it was six minutes left when there was 18 points down, something like that. Between four insane. and six minutes. Right. Ridiculous. Um, and of course the crowd was getting hostile with us, you know, Mm -hmm. like they like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but Texas scored a touchdown, went for two. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Three 13. I'm telling you, there was no time. It It was was 18 minutes left with three 13. I felt like it it was was six minutes. Well, that was amazing. Yeah. It was anyways, we took it to what double overtime or what, what, Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Anyway, we were at that game. It was was when Bowman put the horns down. Mm -hmm. A few minutes later, a few minutes later, <laughs> Texas, it was at Sam, is it Sam Ellinger, the quarterback 2020? Yes. Yes. Um, 20, it was, yeah. It's so hard in my mind. I know 2019 Sugar Bowl, we're back. We're 2020, back. Yeah. I don't know. I'm losing Whoever my it was, was a quarter. I, I can't, there's so many years. I know you're making me think about it. I know. Well, now. anyway, I know Bowman was a quarterback <laughs> and, and we um, came back and won that game, but it was all because of his horns down curse. The curse is real and that's been um, new. So I, this is how I remember him. 
Um, okay, yeah, it was, it was Sammy. It was Sammy, Sam Ellinger. This yeah. was last year. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was Sam. Thanks. Um, outscored them 22 to zero. Yeah. It, in three minutes, we outscored them 22. Like that's, but and granted, overtimes too. But look, yeah. I, the horns down again. Never a doubt. We were standing there. All the students were coming by. We're like, never a doubt. I'm not never superstitious, but I'm a little superstitious. We were, yeah. We the horns down curse is real. It's real, it's real. It's, it's a thing. real, real. You better not be caught on national television putting the horns down. Everybody puts horns down. Because now you're mean. That's fine. But if you but get, if you get caught on TV, that's when the curse kicks in. I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. So that's that same quarterback. Um, he has this year with um, Oklahoma State. They first they started with three quarterbacks, and they went to one. They were trying to play Gundy's son for a little while too. Like that's that's weird. And then they got rolling with Bowman, and they got Ollie Gordon rolling, the running back. Um, and now he's is going to be he is a dope Walker finalist. Jay Brooks um, injury mm-hmm. pulled him back from that, but they're they're rolling now with Bowman, and he has more interceptions than touchdowns. But he manages the game. He is serviceable. He wins games. Um, however, they are now relying mostly on a run game, and that is Texas's strength. So we talked about earlier, would we rather play OU or OSU going into this championship game? I wanted to play OU to prove it. What I will say, I am, if I've got to seek the silver lining, playing OSU, we get to prove. This is, this is completing the the farewell tour mm-hmm. the the fu farewell tour the grim reaper knocking on all the doors right we get to play the last of the hateful eight mm-hmm. that wasn't on our schedule so that's going to be nice if not just for for sentiment that was it is that's why I want to play them and and before I get into the running situation with OSU mm-hmm. I do want to address Gundy's comments oh, okay right so. Gundy comes in, and as he does, he loves himself a a soundbite. He Mm -hmm. likes to be a clip. Um, Comes in pretty cocky, uh, insults Sarkeesian in several ways, uh, and then basically says, oh, he knows what Texas is going to do. He -hmm. knows how we're going to play. He knows that we're, you know, we're going to do this to open up and throw the ball and da-da-da, right? Mm -hmm. Like, again, in my mind, what I'm thinking he's trying to do is be clever and play mind games. Oh, absolutely. What he's it comes to, it up. What it comes across is like to me, that's Bush League stuff. Okay. Like we know he knows better than that. We also know that Coach Sark isn't gonna fall for that bait. None no of our one, guys. No are. one is. No one's None of our falling guys are. for, oh, we'll try. Right. And and what I will also say, and I think this is where Gundy will never learn his lesson. Joey McGuire did. He learned not to be bulletin board material. All Gundy is doing is firing up this Texas team even more mm-hmm. and giving us bulletin board material, which we've shown when we have that against ISU, against Texas Tech. It doesn't bode well. It doesn't and Texas go well for doesn't them. doesn't talk to the games over, though. Right. Other than saying 11 a.m. Right. Or but see Saturday or see whatever it. they say. Right. They don't have... So, again, I feel that these comments that Gundy's making are a little bit poking the bear, mm-hmm. right? A lot. And <laughs> especially, you know, we said this when um, old Jerd of ISU said, uh, was basically insulting T-Sweat and mm-hmm. Byron Murphy. Gundy is saying the same things. He literally said the same things. Oh. You know, this is, this is a school, he says, you know, Texas gets everything. They get all the crazy recruits. They have all of the facilities. They have all the money, blah, blah, blah. They think they're better than everyone. 
And again, we're in another situation where we're going up against a team that's going to rely heavily on the run, and you're poking the bear against the best run defense yep. in the country. Damn near in the country. Yep. I just I don't get the hubris. Red zone defense, number one in the country, Texas. I <coughs> again, oh, sorry, I sorry. I understand guys have to do what they can to get their teams up and ready. I think Gunny knows as well as anybody. Like this Texas team is different than ones that he's seen. He does. He's, he's played well against Texas. He is a, you know, like coach Royal would say, he tends to be a cockroach, mm-hmm. maybe not going to win everything, but he'll definitely fall into things and mess them up. Right? right. But Gundy's also not an idiot. He knows that this Texas team is different than the Tom Herman, Texas teams that he played. He knows They're, that, that this team is different. And his own team is not the same as in the past. He knows that the Texas team, this Sark coach, Texas team is way different than they were two years ago. Mm-hmm. So again, I understand he's he's grasping for straws and he's got to hype his guys up in any way that he can, and he wants to, Gundy likes the the spotlight on him. He does, but I just don't see this boding well for him poking the bear against the likes of Devondre Sweat, against the likes of Byron Murphy, against the number one rush defense in the freaking nation. I just don't see that going well for him. Right. So. You know what? What are your thoughts? You like Gundy? Don't no, like Gundy. I mean, I don't, on Gundy? don't care about him. Gundy. I don't, I don't pay attention to him. But like you said, you would one would think that over the last few weeks you would see bulletin board material is not good for you. Right. However, that's it's, he's not going to change who he is. He this is what he always does, week after week, year after year. He throws the same shade at, um, you know, at OU. He throws the same shade at, and and he's had success against Texas. He's had very little success against OU and he still throws shade and that's just who he is. And, mm-hmm. and if it builds up his team and it gets his team fired up, then that's whatever he does. But for him to say again, sweat and Murphy when asked over and over and over and over about sweat and Murphy, um, we can double them some and let the widest guy go and try to make the tackle. And we can do what we've done the last 15 years, which is block them. Huh. So that's huh. okay. This isn't, yes, he's had success over te- with Texas in the, before but this isn't the the same when was the last time texas has had the two best interior linemen in the country that and his whole game plan or he's had slingers gunslingers he's had big guys that can throw mobile quarterbacks he's had all kinds of, of athletes when was the last time that he texas's best two players and they're the best in the country in red zone defense rushing defense and he's all going to rely on one really good running back that's hobbling around. That's his going to be his whole game plan. I'm not saying um, I'm saying I'm Ollie, this Ollie Gordon kid. He is so good. Mm-hmm. He's elite. Mm-hmm. He could have gone out ten times in the BYU game injured. He just kept coming back. Just kept fighting. Yeah, I'm not but knocking that, him. But at I'm all. just saying no. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. it. I hope that's not their whole game plan. I do. No, I'm saying for his sake. Right. I hope it is. I hope their whole game plan <laughs> is to try to run Ollie up the middle on Sweat and Murphy. That would be amazing because <laughs> three and out all day would be amazing. Right. But Ollie Gordon's going to get his. He's a good player. Right. It's going to be more about keeping him ahead of you, getting him to the ground. Um, when he cuts back, the other defenders being ready for those cutbacks. Like there's going to be. Um, holding him to if someone's under yeah holding him under 100 would be huge and and big and when te- when Oklahoma State's held him under 100 yards rushing they lose games yeah yeah i i, I don't disagree with that um Kyle i like your your grow uh, coming in here from our three, two, one, grow Quinn learning to dump the ball off to an RB take the check down baby don't take hate the it. check down and, and 
look at the field, right? And, and Quinn's gotten better at that. There were yeah. a few games where he just was, he was going immediately to his check down without looking and seeing the open guys. It helps that the O-line's gotten better too. It does help. It does help. Yeah. So I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I agree. Look, Texas is, we're going to talk keys to the game here. Um, and that's one of the ones that I'll talk about. Yeah, well, we, let's get to it. Keys to the game. Let's Go hold ahead. them. Let, oh, okay. Let's hold them. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, Texas defense, again, it's, I just keep going back to poking the bear. When you know that your your strength is running and then you you want to give the soundbite to give that bulletin board material, man, I I just don't see that being a great game plan. But, you know, that's why they pay me the medium bucks, I guess. So um, we're going to we're going to talk about uh, our keys of the game here okay. in a second. But we are also, you know, we, we mentioned game sold out. So if you don't have sold the, out. you don't have tickets to the game, uh, you can always get an amazing setup and watch at home. Be comfortable. You don't have to deal with traffic or deal with Brett Yormark in your face. Uh, <laughs> you can set up an amazing man cave or she shed from audio visual consultations. That's AV consultations. So don't spend your time and your money driving around the city on game day, looking for places to go, trying to fight the crowds, hearing the games that you want, trying to pay too much money for drinks. As silly, don't do it. Make your home the place to be for friends, family, and yourself with a custom TV hookup from AV Consultations. They've been in business since 1988 and can hook you up the way that they've hooked up thousands of Central Texans over the years. So if you guys are looking for home theater, if you're looking for, they even do security, outdoor security, home mm -hmm. security. Um, you're looking for an outdoor setup. Maybe you want to spend a little time, you know, grilling and have your, your, your setup there. They can take care of you. They do a great job. So give them a call, 512-255-8678, or check them out online at avconsultations.com. So, all right. Now that you've got your setup and you know how you're watching the game, you're either going to be there, you're going to have a killer setup from AV Consultations. Let's talk about what to look for in that game on that big ass TV. All right. Um, so keys to the game, Rocky. I want to hear. We know that Texas is now a 15 point favorite. Mm. Is it 15 even or 14 five? I saw 15 0, but it could be it's 14 5, 15 0, depending on where you're buying. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So keys to the game for Texas to to win and excel. What are you looking for? Um uh control the ball, uh possession both ways not limit limiting turnovers and forcing turnovers yeah. that's it if you can steal one or two possessions away especially again with the clock limiting and the number of plays they can get in a mm -hmm. game this is going to be huge because we know gundy wants to play the clock game and um that that's my first my second one is texas has struggled in the past not the last few weeks and they they're fixing it it's not fixed but they're fixing it blowing big leads Right. That's happened a few times. The last few games, it has not happened. They secured Iowa State. They secured um, Tech. Like they're, they're cleaning it up. But to, uh, also on the reverse side, Oklahoma State has gotten down big and come back. Mm -hmm. And I just don't count them out. Right. The combination of Texas giving up big leads and Oklahoma State thinking just because they're down, they're not out. Don't count them out. Play hard, all gas, no breaks. Those are my keys. Don't don't count them out ever, and control the ball. Possession is okay. going to be everything in this game. I like it. Um, I'm going to say, and this is something you touched Ooh, on earlier. Fifteen five. Lot. Um, yeah, I I this is something you touched on earlier, and, and we talked about a little bit with the penalties and and being a little more disciplined. We've seen improvement. But I am gun shy as hell when it comes to Texas playing Oklahoma State. Mm. Historically, we have gotten 
really trash calls. <laughs> again, I I could be wrong, but I thought I heard that it's going to be the Kevin Marr officiating oh, they, crew again. They won't announce it till the day of. I right. So who knows? Oklahoma State has historically given us trouble. Again, what was it? Two years ago uh, that we played them, where Texas was called for a record. Something like 119 yards in penalties. Like 16, and Oklahoma 15 State. penalties and they had none or something and like that. And they had zero. Zero. Statistically, that is it will highly improbable and likely we're impossible. We're going to be in a neutral field. Should help. It will. Because they'll hear from the crowd more than but, if they were, they were just there. What I'm going to say, and I think this plays into your keys to the game too. Okay. Texas has to play disciplined football. Mm-hmm. Extra discipline, Right. Like, if there is any question that it could be a call, it's not going to go in no, Texas. No, Anthony favor. Hill standing over them and right. shouting. You've stuff. got yeah. it. And and look, we saw this uh, with Texas Tech, right? We saw a little bit of John mm-hmm. and it, with Muhammad and player. Who was it that came Jaren over? Jaron Thompson. Jaron Thompson came over and said, Hey, man, don't do that shit. Knock that off. Yeah. Slapped him on the side of the head and said, Don't do that. Yeah, I love that. that. More of that. Yeah. We need the team to really be on top of this and, and keep mistakes and uh, to a minimal. Keep their cool. Because you can't give. Oklahoma State, and you can't give the officiating crew any reason to penalize Texas more than they already have in their mind. That last going year, to. fourteen penalties for Thank one you. one nine last year. Yep, right. So again, this is something that Texas has to control what they can, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and hope for the best. So play a disciplined game. Uh, I also want to say, like we talked about this a little bit earlier, the one to grow on, stay consistent, uh, and I think that fits in nicely with your control the ball control mm-hmm. the tempo of the game. Texas hasn't always done well with up-tempo games. Now, to our advantage, OSU is not an up-tempo team. They're just not. They don't play into that well. So that works in Texas's advantage. But if Texas can control the ball and stay consistent with their play, keep on the throttle. Don't give OSU the hope that they can get back in this thing. Mm-hmm. Again, follow the tech playbook. Follow that game's playbook where – you get a solid lead, you never let up, and it's that intensity the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Texas runs away with this thing. I think it it looks like a, a good, favorable game with us winning the way that we need to win. So, all right, I agree. I agree. Those are big things. Um, Ollie Gordon, he's going to be their superhero. They're going to rely on him. I, you know, Texas, shut him down. Texas is scheming for that. I'd love to see those young guys and our seniors go out. You know, it's it with a, with a big solid let's, let's, championship. Win it for Jay Witt, please. Beat, yeah, beat the hateful eight, man, like that. <laughs> um, so this is something a couple people mentioned that wearing the number sixty, the Tommy Nobis um, jersey. I love it. Uh, has it been announced that he's no. going to wear it, or you're just suggesting? It's, I think it's just an online movement. Oh, okay, are, to get Jalen Ford to wear it. Yeah, uh, deserving. There's so many yeah. deserving players that yeah. should. Yeah, Jalen Ford definitely one of the most deserving players. But that is a huge honor to be. Mm-hmm. Um, considered to wear that jersey yeah I, I think that'd be super cool it kind of reminds me of remember when ricky changed over to doke's number he uh, went from 11 to 34 well he 34 yeah. to 11 or 11 to 34 well he did that but then he changed it again to have yeah. Dick walker like oh, just yeah. for the one game against right. you oh yeah, yeah yeah i think this will be that would be a cool thing to see with Jalen with the number 60 so i'm all behind that absolutely let's get that let's Show me the petition and I'll sign it. I think yeah, that'd be awesome. That's a big honor. Absolutely. It's a big honor and Absol- a big game. Definitely one of our leading seniors. Should, that should be one of the things that they um, that they get. Absolutely. All right. So we will pick the Texas OSU game, obviously, here in a little bit. But let's jump into championship yeah. weekend. Ooh, we're flying. Get we're some getting, picks. We got, we're getting quick on time. We are. We got 15 minutes left. So we're going to go through, uh, definitely go through the different championship games. Championship games. It's, so, it's, it's actually pretty exciting and 
everything weekend. On, everything's on the line with these last five mm -hmm. games. But I'm going to ask you, so we know that coming into this game, like we'll start with Oregon Friday night, and it's Bonex against Penix. But do you think, okay, there are people who are saying Jalen Daniels should be in this um, LSU quarterback Daniels should be in the Heisman conversation. Um, and he's even there are people who've said they want to vote for him for Heisman. Do you think the fact that he's not even playing on championship weekend that you, if you haven't led your team to championships mm -hmm. opportunities, should you be a Heisman contender finalist? Should you? Yes. Yes. Will you? No. Well, look how many, even recently, right. like RG three and, and Johnny Manziel and these people who didn't even compete for championships, right. great players and exciting to watch. But they didn't. But we're talking. They weren't competing for championships. We're talking ten years ago, and and more and more. You know, this is moving towards a quarterback award. It just is what it is, and it's moving away for. It's not showing the best sportsmanship, whatever, doing the best for mm -hmm. your team. It's supposed to be about does this player do more to elevate their team, team, not does this player win a national championship, right, or contend for one. So, but I feel like more and more we've moved towards that. You don't even get a consideration unless you're contending for, for because elevating your team to what eight and four that's not elevating. I get I get that argument, but I will also say, look, every quarter you could argue any quarterback on any team, their team wouldn't be the same without them. But there are key yes, I, I yeah I get I mean, that. But there are key players that a team might end up with ten wins or nine wins, where if they didn't have that one key player. And I'm not saying quarterback, like, let's take that out of it. I'm speaking in hypothetical fantasy land. There are positions, there are players that make that kind of difference for their team. They elevate that team. For me, that's what the criteria should be for the Heisman. Mm -hmm. That's what it was at one point. We've moved away from that. So are you asking me, do I think somebody like Jalen Daniels should be considered? Absolutely. He should, because LSU would not be LSU Yes, again, you but can argue the quarterback. LSU? But eight and four, but they they would be a lot trashier. Okay, so right? every team who made it to eight and four, their quarterback <laughs> is amazing and should be a Heisman contender. No, and also, I mean, he, he he's a he fun to watch. Not, but his not numbers a, too. I, his numbers are better than Bo Nix. I know, but his you numbers can, are better. Anybody can accumulate stats, but not win big games. He hasn't won any big games. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, he's a great player. I, Again, I, I just I think, think there are... should be more. The Heisman should be, it should just be, you led your team to greatness. I, Eight and four is not greatness. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but I just think that takes the spotlight off of players who are better and better for their team and better team players. It, it immediately disqualifies them. When I don't think it should, I think you should cast a broader net. And I think brought it, cast it broader than quarterbacks because national championships are national championship. You want to award a team for being great and winning a bunch of shit as a team. That's what a national championship is. That's yeah, what the bowl I mean, games are. That's why you have people like Marvin but, Harrison. But Jr. the Heisman is meant to elevate a singular player who changed their team. Again, yes, I, I get the argument that eight and four doesn't. Is that impressive? Maybe not. I'm not saying no. he deserves to win it, but I don't think you should just automatically disqualify. I'm just saying it's not because it's, they're that not competing make him in one of the top three or four players in the country. I don't know. I, I think saying. there's more factors than that. But yeah, I wouldn't. I, he wouldn't be in my sheet because mm -hmm. his team didn't win enough. Mm -hmm. All right. So moving on, um, we have 
we're just going to pick the Power Five games and we'll save Texas for the end. Mm-hmm. Friday night, and this is for the Heisman. Yep. Yep. <laughs> like, like, uh, pretty much. Uh, right. Where was somebody put it? Yes, Bonick, thanks, Bonick and Penix. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky started as 11 as a freshman, went to 34. That was his number, but 37 for Doke. Yeah. 98 against Bonix or Penix will win it. And it probably comes down to who who leads their game to an exciting victory on Friday night. Yep. 11 and one Oregon. Of course, their only losses to Washington, undefeated Washington. All the games, like we said, are in NFL stadiums. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, CB. Yeah. Best player for the team. Elevated the team. Wouldn't be the same team. Ricky won it on an eight and three team. Yeah. That's, uh, a, that's a, that's a, fair I think argument. they're, and he was the best player in college football this year. This year, Jalen, Dan, Jalen Daniels is not. All right. All, all right. right. That's all I'm saying. Um, Cause that's not good. All right. Go ahead. All right. So um, 12 and Oh, Washington, Oregon are nine and a half point favorites and they're playing in the Vegas Raiders stadium. Do you want to go first? No, I want you to pick this one. Cause I got feelings. Oh, okay. Well, we got to move to your feelings quick. I know we do. <laughs> All right, go on. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say Oregon gets revenge, but I don't see how they're going to pull off a 10 or point or more win. So I'm going to say Oregon wins, but does not cover. Um, it's going to be close like the last 20 times. I don't know how what their scores usually are, but this last one was really close. So I'm going to say Oregon win, no cover. All right. I'm going to take Washington uh, to win. I wish. Yeah. On this one, I, just because I think Oregon, again, I'm not impressed. Their resume sucks. They haven't really played anybody, and I think they're exposed. I, I just Bo do. Nix's completion percentage. Good for him. I know. I'm just I, kidding. There, I get are, it. there are better completion percentages out there. Right. I just think, listen, Washington has that chip on their shoulder. They've been ranked higher. They're a better football team all the way around. I just feel that way, so I'm going right. to take Washington on this one. Uh, let's see what their defense can do. I'm excited. Uh, that's going to be exciting. We'll be watching that Friday night in Arlington. Yeah. Um, okay, moving to Georgia. Alabama in the afternoon. The spread has gone up to Georgia to six, minus six. They are playing in the Falcon Stadium in Atlanta. I will go. I think Georgia is too much. I think Jalen Miller has had moments and he's played some good stuff. I think Georgia's defense is going to be too much for him. And I've, I, I'm just going to pick Georgia to win and cover. Okay. At least a touchdown win. Okay. Um, I, I think I'm just going to go for upset weekend here. I want chaos. I'm going to take Bama in this one. Oh, and, and let me, are let me, making opposite. We are. Let me tell okay. you why, though. I, I feel yeah. not so fast, my friend. Not so right? fast. Um, again, Nick Saban, this is his time to shine. This is when Saban is the scariest to me. And this is when, yeah, listen, Milrow hasn't had the best season when you hold them up to Alabama standards, but they have been rolling lately. Bama is a scary ass team right now. And I think Georgia has gotten comfortable with where they they're survived at. Auburn. I get that. That's a rivalry. We lost to OU. I will with a grant, miracle play. I, I'll, I'll grant them some grace there. So yeah, I think Bama comes in and Saban's going to have these guys pumped and ready. And I think Saban's going to scheme and game plan ready. And yeah, man, I mean, I, I know Kirby. Alabama is a, a good really, game, really good team. I just think Georgia still better cool okay moving on um michigan iowa is there going to be a more boring game ever michigan is favored by 22 ish again in an nfl stadium they're playing with or the colt stadium in indianapolis mm-hmm. i don't even care about this game <laughs> michigan has all their signs did you see that on game day somebody had a sign that said this sign was stolen yeah that was so it. funny um Michigan wins and covers. Who cares? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Who cares? I love it. I, look, I'd love to see a miracle and I'd love to say, oh, I'm still going for chaos. It ain't going to happen. I was just not a very good team. I don't care that they're 16. I watched them play Nebraska and yeah. it was the worst it's, football. It, again, I, Big Ten football is different 
Um, I get that. But yeah, I just don't see any way in God's green earth that Iowa is going to beat a Michigan team. This Michigan team. I, it's I don't just see gonna it. It's going to be a bunch of I, I, Carlos. I love, I love your enthusiasm, my friend Iowa, for the upset. <laughs> but Michigan, but, <laughs> but I've been on this planet. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, I think Michigan will, walks away with this thing. All right, so cover two? Cover as well, yeah. All right, it's the only one we agree on. <laughs> Louisville FSU, Louisville number 14, because they lost last weekend to Kentucky, um, who was looking ahead to their new coaching mm -hmm. at A&M job. Mm -hmm. uh, so <laughs> the Florida State is 12 and 0, Louisville 10 and 2. The 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 spread has gone down to 2 points for you. Um this is the one that I'm going to call the upset. We've we've been following Louisville all year long. Mm -hmm. When they want to drop a million points, they can. They've scored 50 multiple times. I'm going to say um they drummed Notre Dame. I I'm going to I'm going to go with Louisville here. And I have a Louisville shirt. And I couldn't find it anywhere oh, in my yeah. closet. I was going to wear it today, my Figure Louisville shirt, because you don't have a shirt for every team. <laughs> right. Um, Louisville, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Louisville wins and Texas is in the final four. I like it. So why not? I called this last week. I'm taking Louisville as well. What? I just don't think, uh, look, I'm not knocking FSU. I don't think the ACC is a particular powerhouse this year. Mm -hmm. Um, but prior to the quarterback's injuries, I mean, they were an undefeated team. They are an undefeated team. They were playing really well. Um, you know, then they had that gruesome injury Ugh. and, and I just have to say, you never want to see a team not perform because of an injury that sucks, but it's reality. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't know while the FSU quarterback has <laughs> backup quarterback has played well enough. Um, it hasn't been against huge competition, right? So, um, Florida is not a great team. 15 points with Florida. Right. Yeah. Florida is not a great team. Uh, the, the week before he, I think it was, what was it? 58 unanswered points by their backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. But again, we're talking a directional Alabama team. So, yeah. and then I, a week later they barely moved the ball. Right. I'm just not convinced that FSU has the juice at this point to, to beat a, a healthy Louisville team that's going to come in with a chip on their shoulder after dropping that last one. So yeah, Florida state is loaded everywhere and they do have the pass rush on defense to give Louisville some fits, but mm -hmm. let's see, let's see what happens with that. I, I, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, we're all rooting for Louisville. Right. Absolutely. Louisville. absolutely. I will find my shirt by Friday, yeah. by Saturday and put that on Friday. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm going for Louisville in this one, but I do think. Okay. So we upset. agree on two and disagree on two. Yeah. We'll finish the fifth one. Texas, Oklahoma state uh, 18 ranked 18. Now Oklahoma state at seven, Texas, they are nine and three with losses to USA, not United States of America, team USA, university of South Alabama. Oh, Was that directional it? Alabama's. Yeah. <laughs> Those are some good kids playing some good ball. Um, and then at Iowa state and at UCF. So the, the UCA game was, I, I mean, they got drummed at home, but that's whatever. That was a long time ago. Now they're winning. Um, they're in the Cowboys Stadium. We know we'll be there. 15 is the line now. Someone said they saw 15 and a half. I don't know. 15. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm calling it. Go. Texas, 55-13. Um, I, I think I'm being generous with 13 OSU. I Again, I think this team is pissed. I think Gundy's given them bulletin board material. And I think this team has figured out how to put it together. And oh shit, other people are in trouble now. Because now that we got a little little taste of that 50s scoring, I think that we will will get up there. I you know what? I take that back. It's not gonna be 55. Uh-oh. 
It's going it's going to be in the 60s. Oh sh- I'm going to say 60 to 13. Oh, I'm getting cocky. God. I'm going to say it. I'm going to put my name on it. I'm saying it 60, with my chest. You think they're going to keep them yeah. to 13? Yeah. Wow. I do. I do. Because okay. again, Dundee's pissed them off. Texas is rolling. We figured out how to win and playing their best ball, best ball at the right time. Playing, playing best ball at the right time. We figured out we've we've tickled we tickled 57. Oh shit. Now let's go. For that 60. was at home. Don't care. This is gonna be a home game for Texas. Pretty much. So I'm I'm taking it 60 to 13, Texas. Wow, that's um give me your call. I'm gonna hear uh, it. That I I don't have a 60 burger. That's fair. I have a 70 burger. Yeah, I, love <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said 70 to 17 again. Yeah. No, I, I'm gonna actually give a legit real pick. <laughs> I, I'm in the more in the ooh, 37, 37, 21. No. No, 37-24. A win, no cover. Okay. No, no, no. No, they're not going to get that many points. My God, girl. I know. How, uh, okay. Make a pick. 37-17. All right. That's where I'm going with. They're not going to get no 24. 37-17. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Or 70-17. And nothing in the middle. <laughs> nothing in between. I like it. All right. Well, we've got our picks in. Y'all, please hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear. 52-14. That would be 52, nice. 52-14. I'm happy with that, too. Agreed. Sark is pissed. Gundy, Gundy got coach of the year. I don't know that Sark cares about the accolades, but I do think we're, we're we've got a chip on our shoulder. I'm saying Texas rolls with 60. I like oh, it. I wish. <laughs> I mean, it'll be all Texas fans by the time we're up by 40. If that's happening. I'm there. I get to move down from my nosebleed seats to maybe be able to watch the actual game. Uh, not sitting above the jumbotron. That would be super cool. Okay. So someone did ask, are we going to the, t- uh, Will we be with Bucky and BK? Yes, we've been invited, so we'll find out. Saturday, uh, probably not, but there is going to be a Friday, Friday pregame. There's then. something Friday happening, and then Saturday morning. So w- once we get the details of when and where everything is, we have been invited to join, so we will do our best to be part of that. Um, but we will be there Friday evening. We're going to find a spot for the Oregon-Washington game, yep. find a good sports bar and hang out. And then Saturday morning, lot 12, uh, bring things to share because we'll all be pitching in and bringing things to share. Yep. It's going to be again, fun. Lot 12. We'll see you all there. Um, again, please don't forget to like and subscribe. That's Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube, on Facebook, um, obviously on Twitter. You can get our nuggets of insight. Uh, follow us at, at Rocky at Rocky Knows Best, me at Texas Fancy Boots. Uh, also, you can follow Fire the Cannon at yep. Fire the Cannon one right uh all right so oh, the dogs are going yeah the dogs just found the dog us. said it's five o'clock right on cue we appreciate y'all <laughs> being here we'll see you up in arlington right. as always i'm megan i'm rocky and we are fire the cannon welcome y'all we'll see y'all later welcome. you gotta, gotta, gotta have the, the ready music i know i didn't have it <laughs>